1: And boom goes the
2: dynamite. It's Monday night, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back for a new episode of The Boom. I'm your host, James McDaniel. Kevin, how's your week been so far, buddy?
1: I'm doing better now, but I was sick earlier this week. Were you? Yeah, it's a couple of days. I, I was just I, like foggy.
2: I hadn't been seeing a lot of you, and I, I hadn't thought yeah. to answer why I've been I had... too self-involved this week. Very Dan, <laughs> right. Dan Howes aesthetic I've been doing this week.
1: It's <laughs> quite all right. I'm better now, though. I'm ready.
2: Thank goodness for that. Uh, let's see. All right. So this is a, we've got a lot to talk about today. We've got AAW awards. There's still stuff I want to talk about having to do with Cody. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, we're, we're of course at the end of the show. We're going to go do our preview of the pay per view, which this is our last boom before the pay-per-view mm-hmm. um i'm and i'm really excited for revolution this this card i'll say this and before we move into everything else mm-hmm. there's not the one big fight that everybody's been anticipating for years right. like adam page versus uh kenny omega
3: mm-hmm.
2: but every fight every match is a really really solid match on this card yeah absolutely so the thing i want to talk about with cody and and the the low ratings the week that cody left mm-hmm. Because a lot of people were wondering, did that have to do with Cody? And 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 initially, I thought two hundred thousand people. That's there's no way. Yeah. But a lot of people I know did not watch that week, and it was because they were upset over Cody. Really? And I really it really. And I and this is this isn't kids. This is forty four year old men <laughs> that didn't watch because they were so butthurt yeah. over Cody Rhodes leaving. And they weren't mad at Cody. They were mad at Tony Khan, hmm. even though there was no real reason to show that it was on, on, on Tony Khan. Right. And it hit me how, what is different emotional attachment I have and other people my age have with AEW W. Cause there's so many of us that simply were checked out on WWE for so long. It yeah. didn't feel like we had, like real wrestling existed anymore. Mm-hmm. Oliver cop is one of those guys who I'm hoping we're going to have on for a preview of double or nothing here mm-hmm. in a couple months. months. Um, he talked, he used to work for WCW work for WWE and talked about how he was out of wrestling until AEW brought him back. Yeah. And the fact that it's a fellow fan like Tony Khan that brought it back and gave us this gift, which many of us never thought would happen. Right. I think we have a deeper, a deeper connection to AEW in general and the founders. And especially I think the older guys like like me, like Oliver and probably like you, mm-hmm. have a little bit more of a connection with Cody because while, you know, I like the young bucks and I love Kenny Omega, that's not necessarily the exact style of wrestling I grew up with and Cody seemed to be the one guy of the EVPs who was kind of pushing initially for that sort of throwback to a WCW-ish style, mm-hmm. even though we didn't see – we saw some wacky stuff out of Cody. I'll say that. Yeah. And it's not the wackiness that we were looking for, but um, there were, there were people that were just angry that he was a part of this. They loved that he took control of his own destiny and left WWE and di- became his own man on the Indies and in New Japan and didn't help create AEW. And for him to be leaving – whether or not he's really leaving, because you'd mm-hmm. think he'd be signed with WWE mm-hmm. by now. Mm-hmm. It hurt a lot of people's feelings, Kevin. Yeah. And that's that's the one thing I don't think we really talked about last week, was that it hurt a lot of feelings and why it hurt a lot of feelings.
1: Yeah, it's, that's super interesting. And especially where who people are mad at is interesting.
2: Yeah, everybody seems to default to Tony Khan on whatever they're mad at. Right. Cuz I've been having this I've been I recently jumped into a couple days old argument in fight game media about Tony Khan overhyping announcements. Yeah. And I said basically in 3 years he's overhyped one announcement. And that was Christian. I right. thought it was a little overhyped. And then uh I think Paul Fontaine pointed out a second one that was legit. And even with that, that's two announcements that mm-hmm. he has overhyped mm-hmm. in 3 years. Right. And if you're only overhyping things once every eighteen months in professional wrestling, you might want to be one of the most low key wrestling promoters in history. Because <laughs> every week WWE's hyping matches for the next show that never right. ever ha- that never even happened. Right, and they literally do this every week. They never happen. Right, ever.
1: And um, and when you add on top of that all the things that he
2: has brought that he didn't even announce. Danhausen, right. um, Mercedes Martinez, so many so many different people. So many, um, that got completely underhyped. Buddy Matthews this week, mm-hmm. who, by the way, is jacked. That man is <laughs> saying his prayers, taking he his is. vitamins. Yes, that may, he may be like he's top three best bodies in AEW immediately, but yeah. like he's light packed, but with an extra 50 pounds of meat on him. Right, <laughs> Johnny Hungy's no longer the meat man. No, I'm sorry no. to tell you, no. it's Buddy Matthews, my yes. friend. So Another uh, really cool thing this week we, we 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 talked about last week That we wanted to do on the air you, want, you wanted to do it on the air particularly mm-hmm. was The AW Awards I was really excited for them last year And then couldn't find them And now they're back They're going to be I believe in March March 23rd yep. On YouTube right before Dynamite And uh, do you want to take us through the categories Let's talk through and let's make our picks
1: Yeah let's do We kind of held off on I think we. I looked at it a little bit I think you held off on looking at it Because you wanted to react live i think
2: i voted but then i totally okay. forgot who yeah. I, what the other categories <laughs> were and i yeah. realized as soon as i was done voting like i don't remember any of the options yeah. i remember who i voted for none of yeah. the options
1: so this is open for probably another week i think it's the eighth probably right after dynamite
2: um these will be open and, and listen people yeah. la- ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages you don't want the random people. You don't want the casuals. They're no. only watching because right. they don't want to turn off Big Bang Theory. You don't want them. Their choice is winning these these categories. No, no. it's on you. It's on the hardcores who listen to fight game media, who right. listen to the boom. You need them to let your voice That's be right. heard the boom. or God only knows what's happening. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yes. So these categories are like pretty slam horrific like they're. Yeah, know,
2: they're not like they're, they're, they're not. They're not
1: like the Wrestling Observer Awards or something no, they're, like that. Or,
2: yeah. or like. Like, I, I could see somebody taking, like, NFL awards and converting them over, like, mm-hmm. Rookie of the Year. Yeah, they're kind of Mo- ish Like, yeah, there's a couple of, like, legit categories. Then there's just some random ones. Yeah. Okay, we'll just take it
1: one by one. So let's take the yeah. first one. Uh, number one is Best Moment on the Mic. And the choices, the choices are the CM Punk return, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Danielson calling out Kenny Omega... Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, welcoming fans to Britsburg.
2: I really liked that one. I did it was too. Yeah. MJF, yeah. Go ahead. I I kind of don't remember Brian calling out Kenny Omega. Like I don't remember the. Yeah, promo I don't remember that well. I
1: like, I couldn't tell
2: you. And and I mean, when you go vote, it does have a video for all these yeah, to refresh so they, your memory. They refresh you on everybody. Yeah. But and that's something I didn't do because I thought if it was really meaningful and should have yes. won. I would remember it. And that sounds like a great moment. I don't have yeah, any memory of that. I don't,
1: promo. I don't remember it very much. Uh, MJF thinking the Midwest is mid, which I don't remember specifically what that is.
2: I kind of remember a little of that, but it was buried in like four weeks of like right. 10 out of 10 promos. I don't remember what, right. It, it doesn't necessarily stand out. To me, it should have just been MJF versus CM Punk should have mm-hmm. been the category and then thrown in. Or should yeah. have been the the option, and then threw in a little uh, bit of a cut cut right. and paste in well, some there, moments. That's funny. There's
1: a whole other category coming up that kind of does that. What you're saying, okay? Uh, and then the the fifth one is was, I mean, th- it was between number one and this for me, which is Eddie Kingston is sent to punish Miro, which had the classic line of redeem these nuts.
2: I when I saw this, I thought which one was this, and then I saw redeem these nuts. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like I. If I, I came real close to buying that shirt, that yeah. was an immediate, like, <laughs> that was immediate. Right. Like, I remember you saying, like, <clears throat> there's a shirt right there. Yeah. Um, This is a tough category, but I, like, I decided, I fu- like, I, I thought about each one of them. I couldn't remember the one. And it hit me, like, the best is, is self-evident. Like, I don't need to think too much on yeah. this. CM Punk returning, because... It all it was was a promo. All it mm-hmm. was was him showing up and talking, mm-hmm. and it was trending eight to nine hours before it even happened. Mm-hmm. And I literally watched people's reactions to it on YouTube for weeks afterwards. Yeah, nothing that's happened it that can top that this year. It's got to be that yeah. one. In
1: my opinion. grown men were crying before it even started. Yeah, and yeah, uh, I can't remember how many millions of views it got within 24 hours. I probably watched it five times that night.
2: And we're gonna talk about this a little while later, but MJF might have been one of the men crying that night. <laughs> he might have
1: he been just, actually just yeah, like have been. You know yeah. what's interesting though about that CM Punk promo based on what we just talked about is that night that CM Punk came back and did that was the night that Cody became irrelevant in AEW to me. Because oh, wow. Cody Cody was the voice of AEW. He was the yeah. he was he was the spokesperson who spoke like the philosophy of AEW as, you know, that this is the company for people like the people you just described. And when CM Punk came back, he became that guy. He became the spokesperson, the face, the person who represents this is what AEW is all about, where I quit wrestling and now I'm coming back, and all that. And I think that had a lot to do with it, and I think it had a lot to do with Cody's last promo on AEW, where he specifically called out CM Punk and said, Mm -hmm. I did all the things that he said he did. And looking back, if whenever the book gets written, about Cody, I'm I'm wondering how
2: much CM Punk coming back had had to do with Cody, Cody's future. You, you make such an excellent point here, and I'd like to expand it a little bit. Okay. To the fact, who knew the AEW awards would lead us into such analysis. conversations? Right. <laughs> so Cody was the voice of AEW for two mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. I think it was hard. The only person in competition with him for best promo in the company was Chris Jericho mm-hmm. one and two for two years. And now in the third year, AEW has expanded so greatly that Cody Rhodes doesn't even make the top five and best moment on the mic. Mm-hmm. And when we talked about previously best on the mic, Eddie Kingston, mm-hmm. Miro, mm-hmm. CM Punk, Lambert. Um, Dan Lambert, Britt Baker, we never even thought of Cody. Yeah. Because the talent has gotten so deep that he doesn't register in that he doesn't register in the top five anymore. Right. I mean, I kind of wanted to say hook, but I would have just been that would have just been mean. <laughs> um but that's a really good category and it brings up yeah. a lot of interesting questions. And I think yeah. you're dead on there. I think you are.
1: Okay. Second category, best Twitter follow. This is an interesting category, mostly because I didn't know some of these people were great Twitter followers.
2: Yeah, I got excited when I saw this, and then I was I was really surprised at a number of the people. I'll, I'll run through them. Okay. Number number one, Nyla Rose, who I did not know had a Twitter. Number two, I actually young- did. I like her a lot. Okay, that's I like her, but I didn't know she had a Twitter. Yeah, I really did. She's didn't. pretty funny. So number two is the Young Bucks, and mm-hmm. they kind of became super Twitter relevant after they individually left Twitter, and only the Young Bucks account still mm-hmm. stayed. And, of course, they always have, like, new bio. That's the big yep. tweet. And you go check what's in their bio. Frequently, it's something making you think Some Jeff Hardy's coming tonight, and he's not. Yeah, Right. Um, MJF, who is MJF in person, MJF on Twitter, mm-hmm. always going to be good. Brit, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, who I realized I should be following on Twitter, and I don't think I am. Um, and number five, Orange Cassidy, who I also have never seen had no idea pop up Twitter. on Twitter. Yeah. I had no idea. And I'm a fan, and my immediate thought was my favorite AEW Twitter follow is Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor is freaking hilarious. Um, while he may, while a lot of people may consider him a little mid in the ring, he is he is an eight-star guy on Twitter. He's hilarious, but he's not an option. So I decided my pick was the Young Bucks simply because, again, they're the ones that first popped into my head because every time there's a new bio thing, I see it, somebody retweets it, I go and look, and it always leads to an interesting discussion. There could very well be somebody on this list that I'm not, like, Britt Baker may have the best Twitter in the world, and I just don't realize it. But uh, since I can't vote for Chuck, I went with the Young Bucks.
1: I voted for MJF just because I cannot believe this Sort of uh, this bubble that he has around himself that keeps him from being canceled. The fact that he, yeah, it's if he's 100% MGF on TV, he's 110% MGF on Twitter, <laughs> uh, without the censorship and just the awful things that he says to people.
2: Just watching him, like, just and the thing is, again, it's no different than him in person, and you see him just burying dudes in yeah. wheelchairs <laughs> about being in wheelchairs. <laughs> And that it's like a superpower. It's like that is his mutant power is the ability to not get canceled and God love him for it. Um, That's a good pick. For me, it was between the Young Bucks and MJF. But Uh, the thing is, I do need to follow Nyla Rose now because I and Orange Cassidy, I had no idea. And. The th- the reason I like Chuck Taylor so much is the goofiness that I like mm-hmm. about Best Friends, mm-hmm. which makes me think Orange Cassidy's probably a pretty similar follow.
1: Yeah, I need to give him a give him give him a follow. All right, uh, you know what? We but, should
2: all follow all five. If they're on the list, they have to be decent. You're right.
1: I would do that right now, but I'll get distracted and
2: I'll. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it's time for you to present biggest beatdown. Biggest beatdown.
1: Uh number one, the men of the year send Darby Allen on a trip, which I believe is when they threw him down a staircase in, yeah. in Daly's place. Number two, Brian Danielson kicks out Colt Cabana's tooth, which Solid. was pretty amazing. Uh number three, the pinnacle takes down the inner circle at blood and guts, which is really more like a just a full match there, but that was pretty yeah. intense. And
2: then they threw Jericho off the top and and it got really yeah. embarrassing when we realized the steel below Mm-hmm. With steel printed on one side of cardboard yeah. and not the other. <laughs> and I think I think look we all know, we've all been here at some point, you always yeah. print steel on both sides of your cardboard. Right. Always. That's the move.
1: That's amateur. And that is the way. Yes. But I don't want to back on that too much. It was Jeff Hawkins' favorite match of the year, I believe. So it was a good match. Yeah, it, it was, was a great.
2: great. A great match until that moment. Very right. much like the uh, the death the, match.
1: Yeah, Which <laughs> noticeably is not on this poll. Not on this poll. Uh, number four, Hangman Page going sixty minutes with Brian Danielson. This and has to be an early five,
2: favorite for you.
1: Yeah, has probably, to be. Yeah, that is. And number five, Thunder Rosa taking down Britt Baker DMD, which I assume is the lights out match.
2: Has to be the lights out match.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't look at the video to make sure, but that's what I would think it is. So for me, I, uh, yeah. Hangman pages and the the draw was my favorite match of the year. So I have to vote for that.
2: And I'm going with Thunder Rose over Britt Baker. I love that match. Fair enough. Yeah. And I, I think, I, think so. I really do believe that the, in this category, most people are going to go for one of the two we picked. I think, mm-hmm. I think the majority are going to go with you like 60, 40. And then some people like me just loved, that match for the fact the females are in the main event Mm -hmm. and they did, and they put on such an amazing, realistic death match. I think maybe 40% are going to go with me on that.
1: Yeah. I need to revisit that. Actually. I probably won't need to watch that before the pay-per-view.
2: That's a good idea. See if,
1: I wonder if it's still on my DVR. I don't know.
0: NFL Sunday ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan. Even if you live far away.
1: uh okay number four the biggest surprise do you want to run those down
2: yeah number one adam cole and brian danielson's debut and of course they have to be together because they happened in a maybe right. three minute period um on the greatest pay-per-view that's ever happened in the history yep. of mankind um and this includes people like coming in on an like an on like a with an a a, a, a shot fan strapped to the back into a mike tyson match right um <laughs> Then Darby Allen's return as the Invisible Man, not the Invisible Man who won um, Joey Janela's Spring Break, but the right. one with the actual <laughs> face wrapping. Right. Uh, the formation of the Pinnacle, and of course that was during basically a Come to Jesus meeting mm-hmm. amongst the inner circle. It's when the Pinnacle was formed. Uh, the Young Bucks turning on John Moxley, and that was of course siding, siding with the Good Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, then. Mer- Oddly, Mercedes Martinez yeah. arrives in AEW. That was a surprise. I don't think that was an earth shattering surprise. I don't
1: think that was earth shattering surprise. I don't even no. think that was as as
2: good as uh, Jamie Hader. No, no, absolutely. To me, to me, Keith Lee would be a bigger deal than that. But that yeah. was this is 2021 this though. This the, is 2022. Yeah. Um, to me, this is a one cat. It's a. I think there's only one choice. I don't know if you agree with me. To me, the only choice is Adam Cole and Brian Danielson. I
1: would, I would say yes. I think I overthought it when I first saw it because you voted we, for something be, else, didn't you? Because we, yeah, I did. You because did we, Ooh, because we kind of because I was like, well, I kind of knew.
2: That's the thing was with that when it was a surprise, but also yeah. everyone knew, but no one was told, right? So I overthought. But we all knew. Just the, also, I'm surprised if they put that in. Why was Ruby Soho not? Intr- or like Minoru entrance.
1: Suzuki because he was on the same show. Yes, they had four surprises yes. that night.
2: That's right. It was, just felt like it was never going to stop coming, which right. ruined us. It ruined me yes. as a fan. It did because again, when they they had Keith Lee and Jay White, I just expected more and more they, and more. You're right. I wanted William Regal. I wanted everyone. I wanted right. Samoa Joe.
1: They're like the they're like the the drug pusher in the after school special on the playground. They gave you the taste. Yeah. And now you just keep going back. I want the fix. I need the new guy every week,
2: every, every day. So hurricanes ravaged my town a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. A lot of people never came back. My brother is one of them. He has some outside cats that live at his old house. And nope, it's still house still in the family. Mm-hmm. So every day I go to feed these cats and it's the, it is the highlight of my dog's day because she gets to hang out the window and angrily stare at these cats, murder them. <laughs> And she also, apparently I discovered cat food has way higher fat content than dog food. Ah. So she always wanted to get her head in that bag and get some bites. Mm -hmm. And thanks to the bread that can't be toasted Mm -hmm. every day. Now I let her know, here's your taste. I give her her taste every day. So while I'm out feeding them, she has this tiny little pile in in the truck to eat on to keep her from leaping out and attacking the cats. She gets her taste. You need to tweet Matt Lee and tell him that. I really need to do this. I need to tell this story. I bet he's he an excellent Twitter follow. Oh, he has to be, right? He has yeah. to be. We'll put him on the list. Kevin, I don't even remember where we were. Okay. Uh, I, <laughs> gave my, I gave my pick. All right. What was yours?
1: Oh, I voted for the formation of the pinnacle. That was a pretty that good was, one. Because that was one of the moments where it was like, I didn't actually see it coming until it happened. And then when it happened, I said, of course. Yeah. Which
2: is something yeah, fa- that's Yeah, everything immediately favorite. made sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that was very good. I think one of the reasons I didn't go with it is, and I, and I think I'm probably alone on this or pretty close to alone. I'm really, I've been disappointed with the pinnacle. They never quite lived up to what I wanted out of them, but honestly, I don't know exactly what I wanted out of them. Right. And, (laughs) And I don't know who that's a failing of. Is it a failing of MJF? Is it a failing of Tony Khan? Um, And I've actually liked that group more in different little permutations where they're Mm -hmm. not all together. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know, Yeah, but that was, that was great in storyline. Um, and going back to the whole Cody being a little bit of relevant thing or losing relevance a little Mm -hmm. this year, I kind of feel like Chris Jericho has as well as, yeah, again, they, they were one and two for sure. Mm -hmm. And, and in the last year, they have they've not been at all. And Chris Jericho doesn't seem again. Last week, I was saying I want him to take a vacation because I don't feel I feel like he needs a breather. And I think he mm-hmm. needs a re- to come back refreshed because even his commentary isn't as sharp as it used
1: to. Yeah. be. Yeah, I think uh, with him and probably Cody, too. But mostly mm-hmm. with him, I think a lot of it is like, I can't really fault him too much for it because he spent the whole year building up other people. Like he yeah. he got yeah. MJF ready for, C, for CM Punk by feuding with him for a year. Chris and even Jer- though he won the last match, like that whole feud was just Chris Jericho getting outdone
2: by yeah. MJF. I think one of the reasons I'm a little critical of Cody and Chris Jericho is because of how much they've done. Mm-hmm. Because like they're not they're not failures in any way in right. any way and not right. like and the fact that they feel off to me the last few months tells me they either need a break or need some retooling because they're they've been so phenomenal right. both of them chris jericho didn't have to put over orange cassidy right you know chris jericho didn't have to put over mjf cody didn't have to put over mjf darby allen Sam var basically the entire four pillars yep but he did Mm-hmm. And he has continued and he, and he attempted it with Anthony Agogo. And I think I mentioned it before, but if I haven't, he was supposed to lose that match. It turns out, which I didn't think he should have lost. He should have lost, but, um, Anthony Agogo suffered an injury and they knew he was going to be out. So it became irrelevant to put him. Oh, over. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that they knew in that match, he was injured and that's why he didn't get, end up going over. I found that out just a week or two ago. Hmm. That's interesting. and so, and so, And I'll bring it up to the day I die, Kevin, the day I die, (laughs) when people talk about Cody putting himself over like Triple H, it makes me incredibly angry because it's the furthest thing from the truth. Absolutely it's It's the furthest thing for both these guys. They've put over everybody. Like, look, Jake Hager, I was enjoying during COVID. And now I'm like, why was I even enjoying Jake Hager? Why is he why is he under contract? Chris Jericho got him over. The people around him hid him and got him over. When yep. He's not very good. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Next up. Give us biggest WTF moment.
1: Biggest WTF moment. Uh, number one, Matt Jackson's tacked Travis Scott shoe from the cage match with the Lucha Bros.
2: That was a good moment and it was a surprise, but it doesn't. I don't know if it feels fully WTF.
1: Yeah. Uh, number two, MJF's long Island homecoming.
2: That one, that one, Kevin, that is kind of the definition of WTF. Cause like yeah. I went, like I watched their clip on it. Dark Bizarro world. Yeah. And even before he got to the ring, he's like throwing him, he's like leaning back into the crowd. They're treating him like mm-hmm. CM Punk. We were in a different, we were in a different reality. Yeah. Like this was full Mandela effect. This was yes. a W Mandela effect. That was that was a WTF moment.
1: You had that amazing video introducing him.
2: (laughs) Yes. In the car. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So amazing. Okay, uh, Number three, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston take a drive. Is that when they drove the car into the trailer?
2: That's when they attempted to kill the inner circle. That's right. Although what really angered me about that is we saw the inner circle in there beforehand and then they hit it with their truck and go in and there's just nobody there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, at least show them running out, you know, which I think well, they, they went through Shaq's trap door. That did they?
1: That's what I, I think happened. Shaq had okay. that little escape hatch in his match. I think there's just a, in the parking lot. There's an emergency uh, exit for all. OK, stars, so
2: I this think. is the theory. That's pretty solid That's my theory. Yeah, I think there's in a, pro wrestling he's in, <laughs> he's in the catacombs underneath Daly's place. He's in the catacombs underneath the parking lot <laughs> right. of Daly's place that is a phenomenal theory yeah. i'm about that
1: okay uh number four the new year's eve street fight uh the new year's bloody eve. fight between that was uh, bunny and oh penelope. no
2: the other yeah. ladies that's right yeah uh, t- ty and anna uh-huh. and the bunny and penelope yeah. that was that was a good one i think the real wtf moment in that one was the Penelope or Bunny? I think it was Penelope doing a split into tax yeah. <laughs> and coming up with a crotch filled yep. with tax. Yep. Which is was, horrifying yes, for a that, man or a woman. Definition. Yeah. That also some of some of Anna Jay's moves were a little yep. WTF. I'll have a to little day. See how yeah, there's Hate a many,
1: many dimensions to the WFitude.
2: So many dimensions to the <laughs> WTFitude.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. And then uh, Hangman Adam Page turning down the Dark Order, which was a fun segment.
2: It was a fun segment. I don't think I expected him to join. Yeah. So not quite that WTF. Right.
1: So I voted MJF
2: this. Okay. That's that's my vote as well. Yeah. Because he transported us to another world, man. Right. Right. It, it was so wild and it was so in, it was so fun because I didn't know this place existed. I didn't know. I didn't fully understand. Like, look, Louisiana is another world. Apparently, Long Island is, too, on a whole different level. Yeah. A whole nother level that I didn't know existed. And now I know. Now we know. And I, th- I think the world is richer for it. <laughs> that was that's that's a. I got to say, that's a solid list right there. Yeah, that is. OK, so next we've got breakout female star. Number one, Jade Cargill, who I mean, she's the TBS champion. You can't. Mm-hmm. She's definitely a breakout hit. Um, although there's a lot of negativity along with a lot of positivity. Mm-hmm. Jamie Hader, who to me is the under the radar candidate mm-hmm. here, because she brings so much, but she's kind of in 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 Brit's shadow right now. Ty Conti, who uh, again, Wrestling Observer Awards voted her most improved. Mm-hmm. So that. She feels like a breakout star. Chris Statlander, who um, I have loved uh, her ever since she has come back from injury. They didn't like the alien character ahead of time. They've downgraded the alien character and upgraded her just Mm -hmm. being a strong badass who can wrestle.
1: Who's not afraid to make some fun of someone being
2: adopted. Exactly. Look, if you're willing to bury somebody who's adopted, you're my people. You're my people.
1: (laughs) That's MJF Twitter level.
2: Exactly. And uh, oh my god, that freaking feud. End it. Just end it. Yes. And finally, Red Velvet Your who's, favorite. Had a pretty, who's had a pretty good year because I'll say this. Definitely not my favorite, mm-hmm. but this year she has um she has matriculated from dark and dark elevation mm-hmm. to some big spots on dynamite, including the spot against Jade Cargill with Shaq. And that's a big spot. Yeah. It showed a lot of faith in her. I think she was probably one of Cody and Brandy's personal favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that is a negative. I'm saying that is just a fact. Yeah. And uh, they believed in her. And so she did have a good year. Yep. In it's, my what... mind, in my mind, there's two. In my tiny brain, there's two clear front runners. Who did you end up going with? I had to go with Jade. Jade's go a good Jade. one. I I think Jade is the correct answer. I chose the incorrect answer that belongs to my heart, and that's Chris Statlander. The woman, The woman I think should be the next champion after Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. I think she's earned it. I think she's been great. And um, I think that if she had come in originally in the same manner that she came back from injury, mm-hmm. we would be talking about her in a similar light to jade cargill yeah but jade clearly has the most potential of anybody i've ever seen as a female wrestler Mm -hmm. she's got the size she's got the body she's getting better uh again her wrestling is getting better i don't think it's terrible to begin with i've said that from the beginning it's not terrible she does basic things well um but she needs to be in against somebody who's better than her and Mm -hmm. uh her promos are getting better as well. Her it's promos no are longer, getting better. It's no longer just I'm that bitch. Right. And uh like this last match in particular um uh, I think it was on Dynamite this week. I thought she had one of her better. It was an in-ring promo and I thought it was pretty good. Mhm. Yeah, so, it was more
1: lively. It was more felt more off the cuff. Yeah, uh, she does need to. She does still get lost in the mat in the ring, which she did. Yeah. She did this Again, week. She but doesn't
2: need to be. Who did she wrestle this week? Was it? Uh, it was the it bunny. Was bunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, bunny isn't is, is there's still little green there. She's not the most experienced, not the most inexperienced. Again, Jade needs to be in against somebody else needs to be running the matches for a while. Mm-hmm. And they have put her in it. I'll say this. So her last five or six matches, particularly before the bunny, none were none were horrible. Like there were some a lot were subpar, some were on average. She was against the greenest people they could find. They mm-hmm. might as well have just pulled somebody out of the crowd. Like they should have they could have thrown Brody Lee's wife in there and she would have had more experience than some of the people That's I would like yeah. jade in with, and they weren't horrible matches, which tells me that like that shows me something.
1: Yep all right breakout star male
2: okay we've got a we've got a good lineup here Um
1: don yeah dante martin mm-hmm. jungle boy mm-hmm. sammy guevara mm-hmm. ricky
2: starks yep. and hook my god my god Th- this is so this is a solid category yeah Dante Martin they've been pushing they I don't want to say pushing they I don't think they've really been pushing him they've just given him a lot of opportunity lately on TV and he's looked great mm-hmm. again not not a lot promo wise but mm-hmm. he has a, it's not that we're not seeing it out of him we're not seeing promos really like every now and then he, we see him speak um jungle boys had a great year but jungle boys had three great years right. um but he's finally got the belt but I, yep.
1: I haven't seen anything he's just on that slow and steady trajectory
2: yeah he's it's slow and steady it's not that big leap sam Guevara made a big leap as yep. in now he's a two-time he's a two-time champion and, mm-hmm. and i think cody cody put him here and he got and, the big
1: win on uh blood and guts Yep. he was the guy who well, took the win there
2: and the big ladder oh, no, match. Sorry, maybe, took the
1: loss. Took the loss.
2: Yeah. Uh, Stadium the, Stampede
1: was the one where he had the big moment.
2: Right. And then we we had the big ladder match win and maybe mm-hmm. Cody's last match in AEW mm-hmm. potentially. Um, Ricky Starks, the, I think there's no big moment you can point to. Yeah. And he feels like he should be bigger than he is. He feels like mm-hmm. he should kind of be closer to Jungle Boy and Sammy's level and he's not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Hook. Yeah. Um, possibly the greatest gift in wrestling history. <laughs> He's the only person. Look, anybody who votes for anyone else other than Hook, they're dead to me. You're yeah. reported. You're blocked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're dead to me. I agree. This is Hook's category. This is. I mean, I listen. Hook's chips have had a better year than Ricky Starks, and I like Ricky Starks. He's from New Orleans. I love the guy. Yeah. But those chips have had a better year. Yeah. My God, there's only one choice here. Yes. Man who's had like three matches.
1: No disrespect to Sammy, but... no. He was a star me.
2: Hook came from nowhere to being
1: the biggest young the, star in the company.
2: Kevin, the fact they are taking, like Tony Khan is grabbing Hook by his wrist and walking him out in front of crowds on yeah. shows he's not on, cuz he knows right. everybody wants just to so see. they won't riot. Yeah.
1: Just yeah. just just because they if they just give him a wrestling show and don't give him Hook, they'll just, they'll they'll burn the place down.
2: What, a wrestling show without Hook's no, not a wrestling show at all. It's just a bunch of geeks getting together. <laughs> like come on. Right. Like this thing, this, this thing would look like Mardi Gras on Bourbon Street. Right. People are flipping <laughs> tables if you don't give them hook. Uh, I, th- But I really do seriously feel like he's that guy because he came out of nowhere. Like mm-hmm. breakout, breakthrough, to me, that fits hook, while the others have all been more of a slow and steady trajectory. Yep. Dante yep. Martin, I think, is coming the closest to that definition, mm-hmm. but it's, it's all hook, man. And hook is still looked phenomenal every time we've seen him. He looked phenomenal to me, to this me week. it says this
1: this is the thing that says to me of the five people, I've only seen one of those five people in a commercial on TNT for Rampage focused about one person. Dude's hook. They did and a commercial that is hook. just tune into
2: Rampage because it's the show the hook is on. Kevin, I'm not the healthiest man in the world. I'm a <laughs> I'm a large I'm a large dude in his forties. I've been eating healthier this year and I can't put that all on hook, but I want to see what this dude's doing in 20 years. Yeah. And I'm just trying to make it. I just want to <laughs> be there. Like I haven't had, I've had a carb 2 I've had carbs two days since, since Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's not all on hook, but right. it's definitely part of the conversation. It's definitely part of the incentive. Yeah. Absolutely. I love I it. Legit the word, the goal. Wanted, like we've seen what? Four months of hook. I'm yeah. That, if that. Match Hook in twenty years. <laughs> Hook and Daniel Garcia. Yeah, in twenty forty two is going like Dave is Dave is going to be like hooked to some life support systems, and it's going to be the first nine star match, and we know it, <laughs> right. especially if it's in the Tokyo Dome.
1: Yes, and even the people that are complaining about it say, "Well, I can't. I got to give it up."
2: Yeah, it's I mean, like it's clear. It's better than that eight and three quarter star that Okada got in his retirement match. <laughs> we got to go. We got to. It's got to be nine. gotta be gotta be (coughs) okay the next category is high flyer simply titled high flyer i'm assuming best high flyer aw's got a lot of high flyers um first the first man the category penta l zero m now penta oscura penta oscura who does come off the top rope not quite as often as these other people Mm -mm. number two Dante Martin, who gets some he gets some crazy air in these recent matches, man. I've I've loved seeing him his matches recently. Number three, Ray Fenix. Mm -hmm. Number four, Pack, and number five, Riho, who uh, Kevin reassured me earlier, and I agree, does more than just jump off the top rope like a flying squirrel. She does have some some deep some serious. Darby Allen ish high flying moves. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised Darby Allen's not in this category, even though he's me not too. the definition of a high flyer. He he literally flies mm-hmm. out of nowhere every yeah. three weeks, makes me jump out of my seat. I would have put like, him
1: on instead of Penta.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think or give us more than five options. I mean, this is yeah. one category we could have had more than five options. Um, I ended up going like. I think it's like Ray Phoenix is clearly a favorite here, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, I didn't want to give it to him. Maybe because he's keeps crippling himself and others. Maybe <laughs> I, I want to withhold. Thought. Maybe I want to withhold this from him. Yeah. Penta, not quite the same level of his partner. She can't give it to him. He's not as good a high flyer as Ray. Um, I love Pac. I love Riho. I really like them both as wrestlers. I'm giving it to Dante Martin. He has done some high-flying moves that have really seriously impressed me this year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm glad to see you're on the same page as me with that. Yeah.
1: And part of that was getting to see him in person for the first time. Yeah. Just breathtaking. I mean, when you see how high he gets on some of those outside dives. And then, yeah, just, you know, I hope he can put the rest of it
2: together. And and, But, yeah. Which reminds me. Mm Mm-hmm. If I get this new job I'm up for, I'm mm-hmm. 100% going to be in Vegas for double or nothing. And I'm committing myself right now to doing whatever it takes, whether that's edible arrangements to your wife, to get you there as well. I'm committed. I'm going. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, you were you were looking like am, you were out on, on, on I'm Facebook. I'm verbally
1: committed. I'm verbally committed to going.
2: Is it just double or nothing? Or are you gonna try? You can't do all three, can you? No, no. I, didn't, I might. I don't. I doubt I could either. I'm
1: committing to double or nothing. I might try to do rampage 2, But at any rate, uh, not only is the this wife exciting. supportive of this, she's she coming with me, and she's agreed to go to double or nothing. No. Yes. That's so. That's super exciting. So what I'm hoping is. They don't have a bloodbath. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, here's the thing. I Like think, if
1: Nick Gage gets signed for double and nothing, I may have to call the whole thing off.
2: I think the plan is, I think going in, we will know where the bloodbath is most likely to occur. Right. And that is when. Let's go
1: get some snacks.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah. That's the snack that's, break. I had that exactly. And right, the yes.
2: T-Mobile, the thing is, the T-Mobile is a phenomenal arena mm-hmm. and Anywhere you would go for snacks, you can actually see the ring from everywhere. Oh, wow, really? There. It's shocking. Yeah. Anywhere you want to get food, you can be in the line and see the ring or at least see the I've been there for the UFC when mm-hmm. uh, the, the first UFC there, UFC 200. But thing is, you can you can work that out ahead of time. You can you can you can do some blocking again, just because you can see the ring doesn't mean you can see the, the blood. Right. I think that's the move. Yeah. Not to completely derail us going through these awards, though, but I'm really excited because that will most likely be my first AEW live. All right. Um, Where were we? Oh, high, uh, we just did High Flyer. So yeah. you're up next with Fashion Best Moment. AEW Fashion Moment. And I know, look, I know a lot of us, when we think AEW, we think high fashion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm very critical of a lot of people's, I'll, I'll say this, I'm very critical of a lot of people's costumes, mm-hmm. especially the lady, uh, who we discussed last week with the altered firefighter pants. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is near and dear to my heart. This category.
1: Uh, number one is, uh, Tay Conti's full gear Brazilian outfit,
2: which was, I'm, I'm glad they, I hadn't, re- I did not remember it. They had the video, they have the video on the website. Really cool moment, and it was mm-hmm. It was the outfit mixed with the video. Mm-hmm. Really cool moment. It was really one of those cool,
1: cool like Dusty Roads comes out in the Road Warrior paint type. Yeah, you know, exactly. like this is a special match kind of thing. Yeah, Doctor Britt Baker DMD's Britsburg outfit, her jacket.
2: I that I love I that opt for that jacket. With the towel. It, I love that. Yes, I love that whole thing. Yeah.
1: Uh, number three, Hikaru Shida's anniversary dress, which I had no memory of. I went and looked. at I didn't at
2: either, it. and I was surprised because I thought it was going to be like like. Remember, she used to come out with these. She old, had that white like, pantsuit. Yeah, and she also used to have like the kind of glass, broken glass looking. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, this was just like a really classy, like red right. Japanese dress. It yeah. was cool. It was, it was really cool. cool, but um, it didn't stand out as much as some of the other things she's
1: mm-hmm. worn. Out yeah and then number four chris jericho as the i said the rainmaker on the thing but it was the pain maker that's autocorrect right Right. uh which you know that's cool but like we, it was exciting to see
2: but it was more so because it's who he was in new japan Mm -hmm. than the actual outfit like the 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 makeup reminds me of actually the old road war not not road warriors the old um crow the original crow the Sting, when Sting and the Rock, um, the Blade Runner, Runner, reminded right. me of their makeup, which wasn't good makeup. It was just scary for kids, right? <laughs> Maybe scary for everybody. For me as a kid, yeah. Um, but yeah.
1: Uh, and then the Super Elite as the Tune Squad, which they spelled T-U-N-E yes. for some reason.
2: I did not know what in the living hell they were talking about until <laughs> I realized that they misspelled Tune. T- yeah, supposed to be T-O-O-N. There was basically Space Jam costumes, right? Which, which
1: was, was just, it was nice. It's fine, thing. but it offended me so deeply that night that I, that I could not, <laughs> I couldn't vote for it. Offended it
2: offended a lot of people. Yeah. Although not, it didn't offend people as much as their Ghostbusters outfits, which didn't offend me because that happened on Halloween. Um, my pick on this, uh, probably apparent already, it was the Britsburg jacket. Yeah, that is my favorite. So. That's my favorite special outfit I've seen in wrestling mm-hmm. in a very long time. It is so well done. Like, I would I would consider buying that jacket if I had access to, like, that jacket in Triple X. <laughs> yeah. Simple as that. Right. Like, 50s. the others were all cool. Ty Conti's was a really cool moment. But, man, mm-hmm. Ritz was awesome. Yeah, it was. And I'm glad we've seen it again. Yeah. All right. Uh, number 10, best tag team brawl. A lot of great tag team brawls. Again, best, best. I love that we have the best tag team division in decades um number one young bucks versus the lucha brothers steel cage match this is the Mm -hmm. one that was the highest rated steel cage match in history also the second time it's popped up in these awards due Mm -hmm. to the uh the the nike tack bottom shoe yep uh of the young bucks let's see number two lance archer and minoru suzuki versus john moxley and eddie kingston i actually don't have very clear memories of this match, but I remember loving the match because it was it was Suzuki Goon versus I mean, yeah. versus Moxley and Kingston. Like, come mm-hmm. on. Um, I am blown away that my mind cannot recall this much of this match. Um, Sting and Darby versus 2.0. I deeply remember this match and I love this match. Mm-hmm. Um Lucha Brothers, but this isn't about best match. This is about brawl. This Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. best tag team brawl. Lucha Brothers versus Jurassic Express tag team eliminator finals. And then the New Year's Eve street fight, Ty and Anna Mm -hmm. versus Penelope and the Bunny. Mm -hmm. Who
1: you got, Kevin? I got to go with 2.0 and Sting and Darby. I think that was my favorite because that was one of the ones That was one of the matches where you saw Sting just go off for the first time. And we just couldn't believe how much. Yeah.
2: Is this the match where he did the double Scorpion Deathlock on both members of 2.0? He had them stacked on top of each other? I remember that, but I don't remember if
1: it was that match. I remember they did a lot of brawling. I'm I'm going to say it
2: is. Yeah. Also, legitimately, Sting and Darby. Like when you go through this, when you go through this list and you think brawlers, mm-hmm. you think really, you think Moxley, Kingston, Suzuki, Archer. Sure, those are the brawlers here. The right. Lucha Brothers aren't necessarily brawlers. The Mm-mm. Young Bucks aren't. Um, Sting and Darby have have been in brawls all year long. They've been in great brawls. Yeah, and one of the reasons Darby is so great in brawls is he's the guy that basically anybody can just toss into the air. Oh yeah. It's yeah. phenomenal. That has to be my pick right there. Like there were probably better matches. That's the one I remember the most clearly outside of the steel cage match, the bucks versus Lucha brothers. I remember that one really well, mm-hmm. well, but Sting looked like a million bucks Mm -hmm. Darby did some great things This is the match that fully got 2.0 over with me Absolutely, yep Only a couple weeks into their debut Mm -hmm. Where I just thought they were vegetable lasagna Mm -hmm. That's right (laughs) And that that vegetable lasagna is now the bread that can't be toasted That's right That's right Uh, right, Is this our last cat? No, we've got two two more
1: Okay Best Mike Duel Which is kind of the micro I mean yeah I, like, yeah, I
2: like I kind of like that they did this. We had mm-hmm. best promo basically and best mm-hmm. duel, yeah. which is a whole nother thing and I like it.
1: Right. So first one is MJF and Punk on Thanksgiving Eve, which would have been the first time they they really squared off against each other in one segment.
2: Kevin, whoever put these categories together really loves like the tying it into holidays. Yeah, cuz I I did not have any memory of that being near Thanksgiving at yeah, all. Yeah me either. But, yeah uh dr Britt baker dmd
1: and ruby soho this would be the one where ruby talked about uh brit
2: banging guy in the back that was a really good one because they got so real mm-hmm. that was the first time i think they, anybody had mentioned on aw brit's connection to adam mm-hmm. cole mm-hmm. um that was a good one
1: uh the inner circle and the pinnacle have a parlay i kind of refused to vote for that just because they use the word parlay
2: <laughs> the only other time i really see the word word parlay is in stephen king's dark tower series yeah. <laughs> um you don't see that too often in yeah. common in the common parlance of the day right um the thing I is that would really that. be like i kind of remember that's really mm-hmm. it sounds like a chris jericho mjf thing mm-hmm. more than a pinnacle versus it, inner yeah, circle they, thing yeah. but it doesn't stand out enough to me mm-hmm. to get my vote mm-hmm. i'll say that from beginning here
1: hangman page meeting brian danielson which i guess is the same thing as they mentioned before yeah uh which you know we both said we don't really remember i don't remember remember
2: promo battle i don't remember yeah i don't remember i remember the physicality between these men not i mean i do remember the promos i do remember brian danielson
1: coming out and you know, it was pretty good now that I remember it, because he, cause he that, was, <laughs> that was when he came out and was like, congratulations. Uh, you know, I really expected it, to, and I'm a little disappointed that it's not Kenny Omega.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, that was pretty good. Also, one person, we've been talking a lot this episode about the different, by the way, we are almost 50 minutes in. I think <laughs> yeah, I know. Scheduled we we the schedule for the first 15 like minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah, this is the first 10 minutes in. um We've been talking a lot about all the great promos in, mm-hmm. in, in, in AEW right now. Brian Danielson is way better than people like we don't put him in the category, oh, yeah. but he's mm-hmm. great. He's phenomenal. he's such a great storyteller
1: of yeah. like why things are happening. And, you know,
2: yeah, yeah, we're going to be he's talking just a, a lot about Brian Danielson in this episode, y'all. Right. Which is now apparently going to be three
1: hours long. Sure. We're just going to keep talking until uh, Revolution.
2: <laughs> Straight through.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Number 12. Wrestler of the Year. They have seven options for this.
2: Wait, we, we, we didn't even get oh, through we didn't Mike
1: Newell. Oh, uh, I, uh, I inner was gonna, Circle I was going to vote Punk and Punk and MJF
2: We, we didn't even talk about inter, Like the last one was Inner Circle call out Dan Lambert Oh yeah 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 Which I'm glad Dan Lambert made this Right But uh Yeah it's got to be Punk MJF It has to yeah. be Like there's yeah. no Like there's nobody else in that category Not really Yeah Okay Wrestler of the year Uh, Number one Brian Danielson The greatest wrestler in the world today mm-hmm. Number two Dr. Britt Baker DMD DMD mm-hmm the greatest wrestler in Pittsburgh today. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Kenny Omega, the greatest wrestler in the world. Who's currently sitting out for 18 different surgeries. Right. Number four, hangman, Adam page, the world champion. Uh, number five, Darby Allen. Number six, Hikaru Shida. Number seven, the consistently injured Miro.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Miro's kind of surprising. I love him, but he's kind of a surprise for this category. In my opinion, I'm glad she is in here. I think she deserves it. Um, I think it all comes down to the year. And for mm-hmm. me, when I was really looking at this category, I thought Brian Danielson didn't have much of a year as in mm-hmm. he was only had a few matches. Mm-hmm. Britt had a great year, but the year really belonged to the belt collector, to Kenny Omega. He, he held every belt in the world. He wrestled everybody. He went to impact and, and took on their best and blew their best up, mm-hmm. had them gassed out in 10 minutes. Mm hmm. I think this was Kenny Omega's year. That's who I've got to go with here. I think there's other legitimate uh, uh, responses, but that's mine. I think, like
1: you said earlier, that is the correct answer. Yeah. I had to vote. I voted for Adam Page just to support him. I felt right. I just wanted him to have my vote.
2: That was my, that was I almost went there. Like I already gave my heart one vote earlier that, that surpassed yeah. my brain. And one of the things that gets frustrating is, of this list, the people that everyone talks about as being the best stars in the world, Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Hangman Adam Page has had phenomenal matches with both guys. He's mm-hmm. had phenomenal matches with a lot of other people, and no one ever even talks about him in that category. And I think it's time that we have to start saying he's he's probably not the best, yeah, but he is definitely somebody you have to talk about when you're talking about the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Um. He's just really damn good. He's just really damn good in a different way than Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson. Um, and uh, yeah, he's the other guy, I think who's a legit option here.
1: speaking of Adam page, I didn't I forgot to mention this in one of the earlier categories. I think it was I was thinking of it in the best fashion moment. That I'm a little disappointed they didn't bring up uh, his Stay Puft the Marshmallow Man costume.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Adam Page has had some wild outfits this year. Not even mentioning (laughs) the Stay Puft, like the whole like anxious millennial cowboy is is a whole vibe for him, and he keeps trying to put together different outfits to match it. Right, and sometimes they're home runs, and sometimes they are so dizzy. They're such dizzying head scratchers. Like Mm -hmm. what? Who let him out of the house like this? I'm really <laughs> surprised he didn't make, he didn't get somewhere on that list. Yeah. Okay. So that's our first 15 minutes now, 52 minutes into the show. <laughs> um, so listen, if you're enjoying the show today, we hope you will check out fightgamemedia.com and also fight game media's Patreon. Uh, the patron group can be found at patreon.com slash fight game media. And every host at fight game media has a patron specific show each and every month, Kevin and I's last show in February uh, was kind of our State of the Union of AEW. We did two hours—a really deep dive on everybody we thought should be signed, many of whom have been signed. Everybody we thought should be let go, and we did not get the first one to leave. We did not accurately predict that. No, but it's a lot of extra content for just five dollars a month. I don't think there's a better deal right now in in in, in kind of the 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 combat sports world out there. It helps support me, Kevin and all the other hosts here at fight game media. I hope you'll check it out. Brace for impact every week has an extended episode. There's a Yoshi show that gives you, that takes you deeper on your Mesa rugas of the world that you keep seeing in AEW, particularly on dark and dark elevation. So if you want to know more about that world, that league, this is the place to come invest $5. And I think you won't regret it. So. uh, Yes. And you
1: get every week a in-depth recap of the Dynamite Show immediately after it's over. That's and right. You don't have to wait through 52 minutes of us going through the awards to get it.
2: Yeah, like listen, I, to me that's worth the, that's worth the price of admission. I having to listen to us for 52 minutes talking about nonsense and bread that can't be <laughs> toasted, which is going to come out eight times on every future podcast. Yep. But no, I hope you'll check us out. And again, fightgamemedia.com dot Even if you're not don't can't subscribe. A great website and i hope you'll check it out for all your pro wrestling mma boxing needs it's pretty phenomenal kevin what's up next on the docket here
1: looks like we're gonna take a look back at the weekend review should we go over the rankings
2: or yeah let's let's start it off with the rankings okay let me pull yeah. those up yeah i'm pulling that up too okay because i'm a total professional who's had this i'm not actively po- typing it into my search bar as we speak. Uh,
1: okay. Tag rankings. Number five, FTR. Uh, number, of crazy. They're so low. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. Uh, number four, Gun Club. Still hanging in there. They're three and one for the year. Uh, number three
2: is Private Party. Okay. Two and one, which kind of surprises me. You know, we have so many tag matches. It's wild that we've got these top teams mm-hmm. that are two and one and three and one. Right. And then, Go, well, the next one's only two and zero. Oh.
1: Yeah, Malachi Black and Brody King. Uh, Although and, they, and they, they lost this week. Yeah, yeah so they beat two and one. Two and one. I was totally expecting them to be the next big challengers, and they might. Who knows? They might be in the Casino Battle Royal next week. Yeah. And the number
2: one, the acclaimed. Again, they are my most. I don't want to say most improved because they've been good, but they are hmm. finally. And I said this a lot recently. They are really registering me as a legit tag team. There's some point where a team goes from just a a couple of new goofs like the gun club, who I I do like them, Mm -hmm. to like legit contenders. They feel like legit contenders. And finally, Anthony Bowens and Max Caster feel like legit contenders to me.
1: Yep. And it's interesting that um, Red Dragon is pretty much guaranteed. They are guaranteed to be in the title match, and they're not in the top five they're not here
2: yeah neither they, are the young they... bucks oh that's a good point yeah this again I, I I'm, I'm ready for them to start doing top tens I don't think they have any plans to but um we have enough people in every category for a top ten we really oh, do easy. yeah and of course Jurassic express the champions they're going to defend against two different tag teams at revolution we know one's red dragon's going to be interesting to see who the other one is and I kind of hope it's going to be the young bucks now yeah it's got I think it's got to be Okay, let's hop over to the women's division. Coming in at number 5 Red Velvet 3 and 1 at the moment, I think 40 46 and 21 overall, 41 and 21 something like that. Number 4 Anna J, 4 and 1. I don't remember seeing any of those wins, but yeah. let's trust that she has them. Uh number 3 Serena D beating up on all the women with the worst gear in wrestling at the moment, coming in at 4 and 0. Oh. And I really like Kevin's idea. I really like Kevin's idea that what if, just what if the end of her five-minute challenges is is the ultimate rookie, Jade Cargill. I love that idea, Kevin. Also at 4-0, oh, Layla Hirsch, who is in my least favorite feud of the year, possibly all time with Chris Statlander, leading one of my favorite wrestlers to attack invalids. Uh, yes. Not invalids, I'm sorry, orphans. I don't know how I mix those two up. I'm for sure getting canceled. Uh, enjoy your new host next week. All right. Number one, the lady, the purveyor of butts herself, Thunder Rosa coming in at four and oh. Um, we got a little bit of a log jam here at four and oh. Yeah. Um, then our two champions, Jade Cargill, the TBS champion at five and oh, Dr. Britt Baker, DM Day, DM, DM Day, DM Day, DMD. What is happening to me? That might have been a stroke, Kevin. You might have to call nine one one here soon enough. Two and zero for Britt Baker. Um, the ch- you look when you're the world champion, you don't need to defend too often. In fact, I think it's better when you don't. Yeah. We didn't see Ric Flair every week on WCW. We don't need to see Britt Baker wrestle every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really excited for her match coming up at the pay per view. Kevin, once hit again, us with the men. Once yeah.
1: Again, though they have a t- they have a, the T. Uh, someone's getting a title match that isn't in the top five. Tay Conti. They yep. didn't put her in the top five until, I don't know. She'll probably win a match on dark and the next week we'll see her rank number three or
2: something. Exactly. This what's funny is this it's um a lot of people get on the UFC claiming they're only taking people who will basically put people in the top five that mm-hmm. they want in the top five. And uh, like, AEW makes these themselves but it kind of feels like these ufc rankings that everybody claims are being manipulated right okay
1: top men rankings number five is dante martin after being way up there for a while he's kind of fallen down without Still ever getting a title shot at anybody
2: six and one though and he's been having a lot of a lot of big matches lately but again we're looking at
1: This is this strength of schedule thing. I don't know. Wardlow is number four with four and one, so his record is actually worse than Dante Martin's, but he's ranked above him. Why not? Why not?
3: Why? Why? Uh, Why
1: not? (laughs) Number three is Lance Archer, six and one. He's already had his shot. Number two, powerhouse Hobbs, which I like him being way way up there, seven and one. I think that's cool. Kevin, how uh, excited are you? Legit. Oh, for powerhouse Hobbs, Keith Lee, dude. That when face I saw them was... first square off, and I first of all, I love that little promo that was great that Ricky Starks had had a little Cajun come out in them, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and then I the think... square down, yeah, the square off between Hobbs and Lee. That should be a fun match on <laughs> Sunday.
2: I'm so excited for that ladder match. Uh, and the fact we're not even talking about Wardlow being a part of this, it's going to be right. ridiculously fun.
1: Okay, uh, and then Adam Cole, number one. Five and zero, five, ready for his style shot, and then Sammy Guevara and Adam Page is the champs.
2: And Sammy Guevara six and zero. Oh, that's the best record we have seen for twenty twenty two out of everybody in the mm-hmm. top five. On everybody is champion any division, and uh, he's been going hard. But did he? I guess it was twenty twenty one when he lost the belt to Cody yeah was okay i was sure that was 2022 i swear february has felt like three months we have had definitely time has been working different the last couple years and this one has gone slow yeah yeah for sure and hangman page right there with Britt baker at two and oh i am like i i don't there is not there is not a 0.1 chance in my mind that adam cole is going to win this belt Mm -hmm. but i am so excited for this match all the same yeah, so like I think it's going to be
1: great. I think they're going to have some. I, I you know, I, I don't want to see a lot of interference or anything, but I think they yeah. probably will have some moments of holy crap, he's going to win it kind of yeah. moments. You know, yeah. where either some there's some interference comes in, or you know, hopefully it won't become. This is what I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it won't become the title match is the backdrop for the Young Bucks Mean Girls story. Right. That that they love to always make everything revolve around who's mad at who and who's, you know. So, I'm a little worried about that. I but wonder.
2: I think overall will still be good. I wonder if this match wasn't placed here in Tony Khan's mind, on in his notebook mm-hmm. months ago with the idea that Kenny Omega is coming back in March. And maybe Kenny Omega may, not necessarily interferes, but plays a part. Kenny Omega mm-hmm. plays a part in Adam Page, like maybe distracting him. He loses, and then that moves on to the Kenny Omega. Um it could you mm-hmm. can move it two ways from there. You can move it into the Kenny Omega versus Adam Page for the uh brawl between mm-hmm. yeah, Kenny and the Young Bucks versus I'm sorry, Adam for Kenny versus Adam Page or Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus um Adam Cole mm-hmm. and uh and Red Dragon. There's a mm-hmm. lot of ways to go with that, but I think I would love to see Kenny show up on this pay-per-view, but not as a wrestler clearly. And, and it might be a little early to have him come back in any capacity considering he still hasn't had a lot of his surgeries.
1: Yeah. It'd be fun if they kept the judges gimmick going.
2: I'd love that. And just had Kenny
1: come back as a judge and like that little interview about how he's still rehabbing and all that. And
2: you're a freaking genius, man. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Um, Okay, let's talk about the week. We had the tag team battle royal. What were your thoughts on that match?
1: It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those ones that they've gotten into this vibe of like, you know, it's a two segment match and the first segment is kind of meaningless. M- meaningless. And then, yeah. the, then the second segment is really good. I, th- I, I thought it was pretty fun. I mean, the, the, the ending was very predictable, but it was one of yeah. those
2: ones that you liked. It was good. It was, it was good. a good match, not great. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. You know, I, I, I brought that match up kind of looking at our listing, but I shouldn't have, because we should talk about like the what what mattered on this show. And I didn't watch this show until Thursday night. And all I heard about was the MJF promo, and I thought, it's gotta be a little overhyped, right? Yeah. It wasn't, it was a phenomenal promo. It literally had me thinking, are they about to do a MJF face turn, which isn't even possible? But they were pulled they pulled it off basically in one promo about how how CM Punk let him down. When CM Punk left, and, and MJF had tears in his eyes, he had actual tears in his eyes. CM Punk comes out not to confront him and fight him, but ask him, Was that true? Mm-hmm. Was any of what you just said true? Mm-hmm. And I believe MJF basically said, Yeah, and then mm-hmm. left and just bailed Mm -hmm. there was so much emotion
1: going down his cheek
2: the emotion in that promo that is what promos are all about yeah that was magic it was
1: and the who knows where they're going to go they could they could go you know i think either in the facebook group or on twitter or something i i i put you know watch his parents come out next week and say they're not jewish (laughs) <laughs> you know, or something After like all that. All
2: this time, right? With his like his trunks, we were never we were never Jewish, David. Max.
1: Like we, I don't know why <laughs> you were telling everyone you were Jewish, or but you know they could do something like that. But the interesting thing is, in the days following it, all these like. Social media posts and stuff started popping up, verifying that this whole story is pretty much absolutely yeah. true.
2: He gave a shout out to an Instagram account. I believe it's called the Wrestling Classic. I followed mm-hmm. them for a while. I know they were super hyped to get that mm-hmm. shout out. But yeah, everything he said was true. And again, going back to the whole um Ruby Soho Britt Baker thing, the best promos in AEW are the ones that right. reference reality. The best lies are you know are hidden in the truth right and whether this there was any lie in this or not it was a phenomenal promo based on reality
1: and it's also i love that he's basically syndrome from the incredibles (laughs) first incredibles movie where he wanted to be mr incredible sidekick and he got blown off so he decided to become a supervillain instead i just love that they're basically doing that same story never put two and two together on that but where i where do they go next week like how He's got so much sympathy now. Like, how yeah. do you do it? You know,
2: but there uh, has to be another there has to be something. There has to be some sort of a response. Mm-hmm. Um, And it, I'm assuming CM Punk will come out mm-hmm. and give a response. That's kind of how they've been doing it lately is instead of
1: being with each other, you know, they've kind yeah. of been trading off.
2: You get a little more mileage that way, I think. Um, And yeah. it was great because we've, we already had MJF come out and be silenced by CM Punk. And this was even bigger than that, where it wasn't that he sil- he ca- he halfway silenced CM Punk, mm-hmm. where Punk was clearly so moved by the speech, his only concern was was it was was it real? Mm-hmm. Um, I am really invested in this match now. Yeah. Like it's not like I wasn't. I knew it was going to be a good match, but I am also have be, no, I have yeah. no clue who's going to win this. I have no no clue. Yeah. And if anybody thinks they know, I'd love to know how they think. Yeah. They know um, I think, I, I think those two are going to do something special. I think right now, if I was to do percentages, I would, I would have it slightly towards MJF winning simply because so far the big new signings have each ended up losing to an AEW original. And look, we all know MJF's is going to be champion one day. He clearly is going to be champion one day and building that off of CM Punk is kind of the way to go. You know, they've mm-hmm. already they've already done it. He's already had the win. Maybe this isn't the end of the feud. There's a real chance this isn't the end of the feud. Um but I man, I just don't know. Yeah. I and I I would give him the win too. To me the sec there's two other big things that happen on this show. The next one I'm just going to put first just cuz mm-hmm. it's awesome. Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia mm-hmm. was it everything you dreamed of? No. It
1: wasn't. Well, I mean, it was good, but I think it was good. It It wasn't. That's the thing in our mind. I don't think it was trying to be. I think. No. You know, and some of that JR kind of. Because he literally was coming up probably the match of the year. He was like, this will be the match of the year. And and I was like, well, they've only got 10 minutes left. So.
2: Yeah, JR was horrible in so many ways this episode. And I really genuinely hate saying that. He's legitimately the voice of my childhood. Yes. For a good portion of my childhood, he lived like 45 minutes away in Alexandria, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Like I hate saying these things about, yeah. like I hate hearing him just sh- shit on the product every week. Mm-hmm. I hate hearing him overhype things like this. I hate hearing, um, you know, uh, Excalibur say something. And is like, oh, is that yeah. like basically, oh, is Rex. that right? Mm-hmm. Like really just shitting on Excalibur, who mm-hmm. is now like the three-time uh, announcer of the, announcer year, of the right. year, yeah, and I think Jr. still thinks he is the anchor. He is the real meat of that announce team when he is mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really man. It's rough.
1: Yeah, on the Dynamite show Wednesday, Jeff Hawkins really called him out, and um, and the, I thought he had a really good kind of analysis of it. He was like Jr. never got out of podcasting mode once he re- right. once he started his podcast, he forgot either he forgot or decided not to go back into what it really takes to be an announcer for a show where you yeah. are, you because JR was the guy. JR was the guy who made you believe in the product because he was all in
2: on it. JR is both the greatest commenta- commentator in wrestling history and the worst commentator going today. Duh. And I don't like saying that. That's true, I though. don't, but it's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Listen, as an employee of AEW, his job is to get the product over and get you excited for the product. Yep. But every single episode of Dynamite, multiple times per episode, he completely takes me out of the show mm-hmm. by shitting on what's going on. Usually something I'm really enjoying.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And his negativity, his old man ranting at the clouds vibe mm-hmm. completely takes me out of what they're presenting. And to me, it's roughly the equivalent of sitting in like Avengers Endgame, and somebody mm-hmm. pull, somebody's phone ringing and then picking up and and talking on speakerphone. That's the equivalent. Right. That's how much it it takes you out of the moment. Yeah. And I think it absolutely hurts the show every week. And yeah. that's that said. Good match, not the mm-hmm. match of our dreams. It wasn't I don't think 40 it was or 50 minutes. Be, yeah. No, I it was.
1: They said this is the, the, the idea was not to give you the match they could give you. The idea yeah. was to continue the storyline of Brian Danielson beating up these people that he may or may not take under his wing. Yeah. And so they oh. gave us what we needed, not what we
2: wanted. Exactly. And I think if you think about it, the way if you look at AEW booking over the years, we will likely see these two again. In six months or a year. Yeah. And Daniel Garcia will take him a little longer, Mm -hmm. a little longer. And maybe eventually, if they decide he's the guy, maybe eventually tie or beat Brian Danielson, which is the way to go. Because it was great because this match did everything it was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Showed us that Daniel Garcia is really good. He can get really solid holds on on Brian Danielson. He can wrestle with him, move for move. He can reverse him. But in the end, Brian Danielson is too savvy, has too much experience for a guy who is essentially a rookie. Yeah, it was, it was well done. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. So the other two things, you pick what we talk about next. Let's talk about Eddie Kingston. Okay, Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho. Let's
1: talk about it. I have two trains of thought on it. Okay. One is I love Eddie Kingston dearly, mm-hmm. and. I loved this segment. It was great. I loved the story they told. I loved yeah. Jericho in it. It was the best Jericho. I think it was best Jericho in a while. It was the best Jericho in a while, and to me, it may have been my favorite Jericho bit since he formed the inner circle. I'm probably Ooh. forgetting some things, but like in terms right. of like, wow, this this Jericho. Now, there was stuff I didn't like. I did love when he was like, I thought you'd be the best baby face. You'd become a total baby face. And Eddie just goes, what's a baby face? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was great. I loved that. I really loved that.
1: Uh, I love the electricity of it. Um, and I really want to see the match. Yeah, I feel like Eddie has to win.
2: Eddie has to win this. Absolutely. He has, has to. to win this. And it need, this match needs to push Jericho to full heel mm-hmm. we saw Hints of heel Jericho in this Match we've seen hints of heel mm-hmm. Jericho Coming mm-hmm. up he needs to make the full turn After his loss yeah. In this match Yeah. these two Together I think are going to be phenomenal We don't think I don't think Most people think of Eddie Kingston As this grizzled veteran but he is He's been going mm-hmm. for 20 years mm-hmm. He has almost as long As deep a history as Chris Jericho Not quite mm-hmm. Um This is, I think this is going to be awesome. I I think think this is going to be fantastic.
1: My other train of thought on it was, I kind of wish Santana was in the spot instead of Eddie. Santana's been so good lately. Because he's been so good. And the storyline of him breaking out of the inner circle and breaking up the inner circle and standing up to Jericho. I feel like storyline wise, this is his spot that Eddie Kingston
2: has. His, ca- his camera grins, man. Yes, they've been I love phenomenal. It. Yeah, and I like these. He keeps bringing them. I love that he yeah. keeps bringing Eddie's them.
1: Just finding his own personality. Now here's where I think it could go. Okay. I think Eddie could win, and I think Eddie should win. But I, right. I, I totally agree that Jericho needs to just go full on vicious heel, pain maker, yeah.
2: or whatever it takes
1: that our puppies are starting
2: to bark. Was so that a puppy napping? Yeah, that was was a, someone, that was, is someone stealing your dogs, right?
1: Now? That was a 10 week old puppy who just woke up from a nap. So listen, there could be more of that in the future.
2: We've heard hints. We've heard hints in the background, but yeah. like 10 week old puppies, those dogs are being amazing.
1: We're trying to we're trying to time the naps around the podcast schedule, so
2: that's good. Uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like talking to a guy whose wife just had like quintuplets, right? Like we're trying to time everything, man. Like trying
1: to just time it out. Yeah. Uh, so here's what I'm hoping. Okay. Either Eddie wins. I hope Eddie wins. Yes. But what I could see Jericho either number one winning or number two, just. Being so upset about the win that he completely goes vicious painmaker on Eddie and starts yeah. to take him out. And Santana comes out to save him, setting up the feud where Santana is now taking the spot to go against Jericho.
2: I like I would love to see Santana get a main event slot against Jericho. It would feel a lot like Ric Flair versus Ricky Morton back in mm-hmm. the day. Back when exactly. they wanted they yep. wanted to put the title on Ricky, but he didn't want to leave Robert Gibson behind. Right. Um Something we actually saw a lot of in WCW slash NWA with Scott Steiner later on, back when he was maybe the best, in my mind, the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, like Scott specifically would not take the title. He didn't want to leave Rick behind. But I would, as much as I want these guys to be the next tag champions, I would love to see Santana versus Jericho ahead of that. That would be phenomenal. I like that idea a lot. The other other big thing on this episode was they debut – The debut of Buddy Matthews, the -hmm. most jacked, most jacked redhead ever, (laughs) even more jacked than Carrot Top. Yes, I said it, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen. Um, I, so I, I had not had a lot of Buddy Matthews exposure, not a big WWE watcher. I knew he was good. I knew he was a ginger. I had no idea he was the meat man. Oh yeah. And, and he is. And, uh. This is a fun, what oh, you know what? Before we even get to Buddy Matthews and what you thought of his debut, what's your take on not only Penta Oscura, who I think I mean, hard to hate Penta Oscura, mm-hmm. but also his new manager, the 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 damn Phantom of the Opera. What did you <laughs> think Abrahantes. of Alex What do you think of Phantom of the Opera, Alex Abrahantes? His <sighs> cape, the it's, whole thing. Oh, as as we much. said on on the a recent episode of uh Marvelous, Mrs. Mazel. takes a lot to pull off a cape, my friend. Takes a lot, <laughs> it does. And if he doesn't pull it off, it's not for lack of trying. He, I, you know, Alex Abrahantes. It was a surprise to me when they moved him from a commentary role into a management role. But he is one of the few guys who is always over the top, and I always enjoy him. Yeah. Um. This might have been a step too far, mm-hmm. possibly a little, but. His his leather, his Michael Jackson gloves, everything he's done up till yeah. now. Mm-hmm. He's so into it. And he's the so happy to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've really, I really, he's somebody we never talk about. I have really enjoyed Alex Abrahantes as a manager a lot.
1: Yeah, I do too. He really started to get the Penta says thing over. Oh, yeah. uh And
2: he's all in on the Zero Miedo Yeah. The, yeah. The, like all of it. Yeah. Oh, just, my God. Whoa. Puppet up. I, heard the puppies. Yes. Puppet up is attacking a box right now. Hold on one second, <laughs> Kevin, you, you keep All talking right. about this while I deal with.
1: Okay. Yeah. So the Pentascura thing, this was my weekly uh, argument with uh, Paul Fontaine on the Facebook group was, uh, you know, the, the surprise because they, they, they teased a Penta in a, like probably 32nd video, like two weeks ago on dynamite where they were digging up a mask, and, you know, it was very obscure, so it was easy to miss. And then he comes out, an amazing entrance with the fire and climbing out from behind the um, tombstone. Tombstone, yeah. And and Alex Aberhante is the full Druid mode, like he's like Paul Bearer, yeah. crossed with eyes wide shut. Oh, and. yeah uh, but he's still like rapping along with the song.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He's the rapping phantom of so, the opera. Druid. Look, I,
1: this, I gotta say, I love, I love, uh, Malachi black. I think he's tremendous champion yeah. potential. I think buddy Matthews is awesome. Even though he's basically like a creator wrestler where you just copied, uh, Kenny Omega's moveset set into your character In the video game
2: yeah and then they're like You know what right I'm a ginger I'll make him a ginger too yeah Screw yeah, it. yeah yeah Exactly this, this will be this will be that little extra Touch right. <laughs> is the uh, James McDaniel 2k rest exactly. of Character by the way uh, Quick quick update we're yep. going full um, Water bottle ASMR For the rest of the episode nice. here I love it Featuring Puppet up. so nice enjoy yeah. Ladies and
1: gentlemen can't be he's Not gonna let those puppies show no, up. Not at all Uh, And I love Pac. Pac's amazing. Yeah. Yet. This is probably my least favorite thing going in AEW right now.
2: I can see that.
1: It's just too, it's too Bray Wyatt for me.
2: These got like the, the, the house of black is not doing what people want to see them doing. Right. We want to see Buddy Matthews and Brody King in support of a Mm -hmm. guy going for a title Mm -hmm. because he is one of the better acts going right now. And it feels like, we're maybe a month past when the push should have started mm-hmm. towards a title match. It feels like right now, if he went for the, the TNT title, he'd take it. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't expect Andrade to get that shot before him. Um, although right. they had a, they had a very good match. Um, I just I don't want to see if... him in a tag team right now. I'm not interested in it. Yeah. Malachi black. Well, I
1: would, if they made them the champs, Yeah, like if they just went all the way Yeah.
2: The fact that they're, they're they're wrestling guys that don't don't even have titles, you know. Right. I mean, they are former champions, but it's right. not the same. I, I want them in the. I want Malachi Black in the title picture right now. One of the things I did I like a lot. I would
1: Malachi Black against Hangman Page instead of Lance Archer.
2: Good lord, that would have been great. Maybe you'll get one of the future shots. I did yeah. like the Covering of the mouth when he went to spray the mist, oh, yeah, that was where he choked on the mist. Mm-hmm. That was something I don't think I've ever seen. I don't think anybody ever did that with Muda back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, really smart. Um, there were a lot of good things, but yeah, not again. I like, I love almost everyone in this yeah. match. And love. the
1: work in the matches are good, there's cool stuff in yeah. the matches, they're all good, but like no one, none of the crowd's paying attention to it because they're just it's waiting not, for the lights to go out.
2: Yeah, it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere that I want it to go. And I know it's not going to come out anywhere I want it to go. Right. And buddy Matthew seems cool. Seems like I get why he's part of the group Mm -hmm. that again, doesn't feel like a natural fit. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm hoping he's somebody that breaks off at some point and gets a real character of his own. Yeah. But people love Malachi. So it's a decent starting point for him. Um, overall, I like, I I enjoyed dynamite this week. I thought it was pretty good show. Mm -hmm. Um, we had Great what set show, yeah, yeah, we had Jade in a match against money, mm-hmm. not a bad match, um by the way, did we get like an extra lights out, wasn't there an extra one in this match where no one like nothing really happened, or was that just you know what that was at the end where they just put the lights out for them to walk yeah, up the to ramp.
1: disappear, right?
2: I would love, like, look, I don't necessarily want this to happen, but my pure love of chaos demands that I would love if one day. They put they turn the lights out for that, which is clearly Mm -hmm. these men just start sprinting for the back. Right. That's the unless they're just diving under the ring Mm -hmm. for the next half hour. I would love for the lights to come on and Buddy Matthews or Brody King just be laying there holding their knee, like just busted their ever loving ass rushing to the back. I think that'd be hilarious. I've um I don't know. Too many people have Undertaker powers these days. Undertaker powers were great for Undertaker. Right. Um, Not not for everybody.
1: Yeah, not for me.
2: No, I mean- Apparently they've just got Dan house and they must have him like a bathroom and a snack bar going under there. He's always under the ring. Like everybody's got he's <laughs> they just should has have a ring. video
1: where they just go into the ring yeah. and he's got like everything set up. I haven't.
2: would love for his vlog to just be him under the ring for the first hour of dynamite yeah. reporting on what he hears and what right. he sees under there. Uh, I would, I would genuinely love that. Let's see. What else do we have? Ricky Starks versus Preston Vance. Preston like 10 is getting a tiny push a little baby Mm -hmm. push Mm -hmm. and he's somebody from the beginning I always heard AEW thinks that one day he can be a Batista type Mm -hmm. his body to be a Batista type I don't know if he quite has the height but um I'm glad to see him finally getting some momentum but I don't know how how, it's going to be hard for him to get over with the mask um even with the full support of the Dark Order right right but uh I don't remember much of that mask now in retrospect. I don't remember who. I think Ricky Starks won the match. Yeah. The main not, thing.
1: Are, yeah. Ricky Stark won it with the distraction. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. He tried to pull the mask. He tr- he got out That's of the whole right. Nelson by pulling the mask off. I made a note. And then hit him with I, a spear. And my first thought was, there's no way Ricky Starks nope.
2: my ten with a spear. My immediate reaction was, this finish is bullshit. Yeah. Because... Ricky Starks was losing that match in Mm -hmm. storyline until he starts pulling on the mask. Mm -hmm. Then he does his one move and it's, he's out like that's how weak 10 is that one spear from Mm -hmm. a skinny guy, half his size ended it. That was a garbage finish. I hated it. And thank you for refreshing my memory. I legitimately (laughs) just wrote garbage finish in my face and my notes on my, on my phone. Yep. I hated that. Oh, Wardlow versus Nick Camarado was a lot of fun. That was like watching the two guys try and suplex each other. I thought it was mm-hmm. good use. It's the way they should have been using Nick Camarado for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked good in it. Um, and then of course, the whole uh, the whole chairman thing at the end with Wardlow mm-hmm. and how the the suplex the suplex symphony wasn't getting go- Suplex symphony, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. no, like power bomb Symf- yeah, symphony, power bombs. Yeah. Um, Wasn't getting over, which, of course, the crowd was letting them know vociferously it was. Mm -hmm. I'm just ready. I'm ready for it to happen. I'm ready for face Wardlow. Everybody's ready for face Wardlow. But in the meantime, I really like seeing two big bulls go at Mm -hmm. it. And Mm -hmm. I want, I think, I'm hoping maybe they're now seeing Nick Camarado. I was immediately hyped about when I saw him on Dark back in the day. Mm -hmm. Clearly wasn't quite there. I'm hoping now they're seeing that he's getting there, and that's why he was in this position. I would love for him to break away from the the Nightmare Factory or just the factory on his own and just be a big monster. Um, even if he's losing, you can still be a big monster and do a lot of damage. I remember clearly he's not Stan Hansen. I'm not saying he's Stan Hansen, but there were some, there was some good months in, in WCW when Stan Hansen would come in Murder yeah. people, attack yeah. him with the bell, and immediately lose to a disqualification yeah. every week. But it was a lot of fun seeing him wreck people.
1: Maybe we need to get Nick Camerato start doing eating, chewing tobacco.
2: He needs a lot of tobacco. and We clearly need the bunny He's or coming somebody. Sit S- like sending the bunny into the locker room to do interviews. Right. Recreate the classic Missy Hyatt moment. <laughs> also. I was about to ask about a a movie appearance of Stan Hansen's and I do not remember the name of the movie to even start the conversation. So let's move on. It'll come to you later. It will. Okay. So a lot of fun stuff on rampage as well. I enjoyed rampage this week. Sammy versus Andrade was, was good. It Um, felt like
1: they had too much show for the show. Like things were kind of weirdly edited and
2: that's been a frequent critique of AEW is too much stuff. Yeah. Um, it felt like they mis-timed I, it or something. Yeah. I enjoyed I actually really enjoyed Orange Cassidy versus Anthony Bowens. I did, too. Um, they ended up censoring Anthony Bowens' rap, it turns out. Or no, Max Caster's rap coming out with Anthony Bowens. They took out a line about Vladimir Putin. Oh, gosh. I, I'm guessing because they don't want Daly's place bombed. Makes right. sense. Yeah. Then they left in the whole... Um, the whole line that seemed to me <laughs> more sensitive any black friends. about how the yeah, best friends doesn't have any black friends. I was yeah. like, Oh man. And, I think and that's they the cut one I would have taken Cassidy out. who just kind of went, how do you know f- what? You're right. Yeah. He just, <laughs> and then he kind of shrugged because right. How do you respond to that? There's no good right. response that we could have gotten orange Cassidy canceled right there. Yeah. They don't appear to have any black friends, although they no. do seem, I'll say this for best friends. They're kind of bullies on BTE in the back. yeah like for a while um uh, um max caster not max caster for a while johnny hungy had Mm -hmm. like lost some memory and was he was literally lost couldn't find the he couldn't find the dark order he couldn't find his mother he did however come across best friends and they simply made fun of him beat him up and left him lying uh as they walked off that's and that's been friend does that's that's been a repeated thing for the best friends they're kind of bullies yeah um Okay, what else did we have on this one? We had uh hook. We had hook. Oh, did we ever have hook? Hook beat up an entire squad of nerds, mm-hmm. just a ton of geeks.
1: Send a guy was, packing without even. That's
2: right. That's right. He, let's say there were five. He beats yeah. up four. The fifth QT's like directing yeah. on. He wants no part of it. He is not going near it. And I loved it. Um, and I like that 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 hook never had to say a word. I don't. Did mm-hmm. he say anything? I don't no, think he, he did. did. Nope. And he doesn't need to, just like the great moment we're going to talk about in a bit with Dan Housen. Yep. Hook doesn't need to say a word.
1: And there's a hint there. So, we you know, when we did our uh, State of the State AEW show, we had some, like, fantasy booking stuff that mm-hmm. for what we'd like to see that we never even got to because we went, like, two hours.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we went so long. Like Next tonight. time, we're going to have to go four. We're just going right. to have to full-on Joe Rogan experience and we're of going lunch. four.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I was going to predict and hope for, try to manifest into reality, was Team Taz splitting up and uh, Hook and Taz just being full baby faces. Just Taz just being yeah. the proud dad commentator. He let him be stay on the on the commentary slot. And they kind of had that tonight or uh, or Friday night on yeah. page with QT like talking trash on Taz.
2: That was the best part of this. The fact that QT was saying, you're not responsible for Hook. I'm right. responsible. I'm for responsible hook. for it. I like that, was, that. That was a great move. And I'm yeah. a hundred percent with you. I think Hobbs and Starks don't need Taz anymore. They no. don't. They, 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 they will probably be better apart from team Taz. Mm-hmm. They don't have to worry about the stupid belt anymore. They don't have to, I think on so their own, they're, they're better. What would you
1: think about, um, basically hook taking that belt from Starks and being the FTW champion and just having it be like his little vanity title.
2: He 100% should do it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. He would just casually have it hanging, like hanging over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, Like he would, like anybody challenged him, like whatever, basically an orange Cassidy, whatever, like let's go. And he crushes them. I think it's a great idea. I think this, again, I've, we've had a lot of large factions in AEW for a while. And I mm-hmm. think we're three years in, it's time to. Break some th- some of them up and move mm-hmm. to some newer factions, mm-hmm. and this is one that I agree. I think would, it would be a great way to go. Hook needs to be the focus for Taz. Mm-hmm. He's clearly the focus for Taz, mm-hmm. and that needs to be reflected on screen because Hook has right. Hook is it totally Hook is part of the story. Hook is Jade Cargill, mm-hmm. but can already work, can go. Yeah, who can act actually go right now? I'm sure he has limitations but they're so far out there they're, we're not and gonna and they're see doing such a while. good job of hiding them. Yeah. And the thing is every time he he does even even beating up geeks, he's doing the same moves he's using in the ring, but they're mm-hmm. so different, they're so cool. Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about his limitations if they're if they are there like they're talking about with Jade cuz the things he he's doing no one else does. Right. And uh and that's brilliant. Like he is his own guy. He's a fully fledged character. Hook is not Johnny Gargano.
1: It's going to be hard though because Uh, you know, they still like to stick to these rankings and it's going to be hard for him to just go undefeated every two weeks.
2: You want to know, you want to what might be the spot where hook is going to shine. It might be the plan. The Owen Hart tournament. I think Mm -hmm. we kind of suspect the Owen Hart tournament is a junior heavyweight tournament, a light Mm -hmm. heavyweight tournament. Hook is not one of your bigger guys. I think that's the place where we can see him take on people that he might, you know, in storyline and rankings wise, he has no business taking on mm-hmm. and excelling. That might be where we see the real. That's where we really see them strap a rocket to his ass. Mm-hmm. And just shoot him into space. Wow. Yeah. Pardon my French. <laughs> but I think that's I think if there's anybody you were going to use of all your junior heavyweight types, yeah. the two that they clearly have the most invested in Dante Martin Hook and maybe Daniel Garcia.
1: Mm-hmm. And, be, and Darby, but they almost don't really like treat Darby's like Darby's kind of beyond that thing.
2: now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Darby. And again, I would love to see Sting and Darby go for the go for the titles. Also, I had a thought this week and I want to run it by you. What, what if, what if we ended up in a situation, maybe again, in a a year from now, where Sting is starting to slow down and knows he needs to step away from things. And we see him in a multi man match, like a four way for the AEW title. And he ends up happening to win that title and announces like, this is it. I've achieved my goals at 60 whatever years old I'm the world champion I'm I'm dropping the belt and I'm moving on and then you have a tournament for the belt I realized that that's something I want to see I would love to see him get that belt clearly it's not going to be in a one-on-one situation mm-hmm. it'd be a situation where he would capitalize on a good 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 position mm-hmm. in a four-man match I'd love to see him get that belt and immediately retire and walk away as an active wrestler Mm-hmm. Again I don't want it to be Where he sticks around For another year or two right. As a farewell to wrestling He's the one guy Who I, I think Most people would say as no business being champion I wouldn't mind seeing Get that win And then walk away
1: Yeah I agree I think I think even if it's not like a world title or you know, I think we talked about you know even tag titles. Then winning the tag titles would be amazing. I think what they they what they will need to do is is I I hope that he will have a point where he decides it's time that he's had his victory lap. Yeah. Yeah, it's time for him to retire and that they build to a really solid retirement match and make it a pay per view, make it a big event. Make it a
2: big deal. Yeah. One of the top couple matches. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, I think I would really like to see, and I think this has to be something they've thought of, I think they had to have thought about these guys for, for tag champions at some point. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of Darby Allin being in a position a year from now or uh, down the road where he's, ha- he's won the TNT title, he's won the tag titles, and the only thing left is a run for the world title. Mm-hmm. I think that I think when he does go for the world title, I think that would be a great way to yeah. do it. It is the only thing left for him in AEW,
3: mm-hmm.
2: And I think it should be a big build over a long period of time to get him there. Yeah, I agree. OK, what else did we have? We had Serena Deep Kayla Sparks. Uh, nothing to talk about there, really. Yeah, I can think of. Um, Sammy Andrade, we haven't really talked about it. It was a good match. It was um, good,
1: but it was a little bit like the Brian, uh, uh, Daniel Garcia match. In that, I felt like it wasn't the match, it was like yeah. the match to let you know, hey, this will be a good match later. We're just kind of setting the table right now.
2: Also, it's so frustrating because Andrade, Andrade's a guy that we all know could, could, can, and probably will one day be in the world title picture, mm-hmm. should be in the TNT title picture right mm-hmm. now. But his character just doesn't feel like it's there yet. But I do think it's one they're going to figure out. It it feels like they're almost there. Yeah, it's getting there. Like, I like the kind of whole Miami drug lord vibe. Mm -hmm. And I think he's getting more and more into it as he goes. They need to get through the AHFO nonsense. Mm -hmm. And I think they're very near the end of that. Mm Um. Which, by the way, I'm really excited to see the, the slow descent into madness of Matt Hardy clearly leading to the debut of Jeff Hardy in some way.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, anything else you want to talk about on Rampage before we move on?
1: No, I don't think so. Think that's it? Yeah. Okay. How much Let- do you want to talk about Revolution? Because we'd want to spoil our preview show.
2: Well, I think we should we should go through each match a little bit. We are okay. going to have a preview show coming up mm-hmm. next Sunday, I believe. This We're going to do it right before the pay-per-view with the hosts of the Dynamite show as well, Jeff Hawkins, Paul Fontaine. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then Kevin and I, and I don't know if we're going to have guests yet. Um, there's been a lot of talk about it. So much talk I haven't kept it all straight in my head. Then we are going to go live and do the boom after revolution mm-hmm. and uh so next sunday is going to be a lot of fun it's going to be a whole lot of fun um also kevin we are getting near the end of february we haven't done our february bonus show yet and i think we yeah. need to have a separate bonus show so you may getting a may get a lot of of uh, boom content next week we'll, we'll, we'll be yeah. talking about that over the next couple of days i think yeah um i've got some i've got some pretty good ideas um Let's talk first about what should have been on Dynamite this week, Kevin. Uh,
1: I have. Um, so there was uh, Jonathan Gresham, the Ring of Honor champion, mm-hmm. has a promotion of his own called Terminus. And I have not seen the first show, but the uh, second first, show.
2: First Terminus was prob- problematic production-wise. I'll say okay. that.
1: Well, it's, you know, self-funded show. They can't all be all in, I guess.
2: Exactly. But, um, I, I like that a guy like him. hmm is, is giving it a go. I also like, I like the name Terminus, even though most people immediately think of Terminus in The Walking Dead, yeah. where they were eating people. Right. I don't believe Jonathan Gresham's Terminus is cannibal cannibalism based.
1: No, I saw no cannibalism on the show.
2: That's a, that's a positive sign, I think. Yeah. That's a very positive sign. Yeah. And uh, But I like that he's giving it a go. I like that he's doing it, and I hope, I hope I more do. people do it in a good way.
1: Yeah, so the reason I picked it is because I felt like it was a little bit of a preview of what we will see on Dynamite at some point, because we've heard rumors of Jonathan Gresham backstage.
2: Yes, Um, I was going to bring that up.
1: And also, uh, we got to see uh, Swerve, Swerve the Realist, Shane Strickland. Love it. um, How was it? I haven't
2: seen it. I had no idea. I knew this was coming. Yeah. It's been a really busy week for me. I never never put two and two together. It was happening on a Thursday. Thursday's not a day I look for wrestling. It really isn't. No. And, but it, it, you know, it was it was
1: a good little show. It was interesting that it's a different style because it's very Jonathan Gresham, almost pure wrestling style. Yeah. Uh, so they had to swerve the realist against uh, Davy Richards, who I haven't seen Davy Richards in many years. It's been a while, yeah. Um, How did Davy look? Davy looked pretty good. I mean, he's looking older, but he's still. Build it still does all the moves, still looks it super still intense. Go. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but Swerve, man, he felt like just everything you thought, you know, back in the day with the hit row and all that stuff. Yeah. When he gets to AEW, he's gonna be I a can't big wait. deal.
2: He's he just he just had that aura. You know, as you were talking about all this, it just hit me going back to the Owen Hart tournament. So I named three people that I think could do well in that tournament Daniel mm-hmm. Garcia, Hook Dante Martin. I mm-hmm. win, Jonathan Gresham. Yeah. He be one of the smallest guys in AEW. Mm-hmm. Also, my God, I just.
1: One of the widest jumped. guys, too.
2: Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, which, uh, you know, I, I can absolutely respect being one of the widest guys I personally know. And it just hit me. John Silver has to be in that tournament. Now it's going to be the best tournament that's ever happened. That's going to be phenomenal. Um, but yeah, just thinking about Jonathan Gresham versus potentially versus Hook. Good Lord, man, that could be phenomenal. So I'm excited about Swerve. I'm really excited about Swerve. I'm really glad. I'm glad to get this feedback. I'm going to see if I can uh, get Terminus downloaded completely legally, not Mm -hmm. in any way illegally uh, tonight. Although, let me tell you, Kevin, Sunday all of a sudden turned into a big TV night. I realized right yes. before we did this show, yeah. like I've got a, I've got a I got to put together a bunch of presentations for this job I'm going for. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm like, well, we got to do the boom, and I'm always excited for the boom. Mm-hmm. Then I realized tonight, 1883 season finale, mm-hmm. and Peaky Blinders season premiere oh. both hit today. Yeah, yeah, season six episode one. Again, I don't know if it's available on Netflix yet, but I do know it's available through. Totally legal downloads at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I hate doing this, but my should have been on dynamite is essentially a recap, like the same that I had last week. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I've been saying it. Danhausen's blog is kind of like the me- his vlog. Danhausen's vlog, uh love, love that Danhausen, is kind of a meta vlog at the moment. Because every week everybody in AEW that has vlogs, and that is Everyone in AEW, they're all coming to Danhausen and he's including everyone's vlogs that they're recording in his. Right. So this week, for the second time, you get Danhausen and Ethan Page together, this time at a at a toy convention. Mm-hmm. Um, you get Danhausen and the bunny, the bunny who is completely charming, has a phenomenal personality. Oh yeah. And I I hope I hope AEW uses her more. Like Mm -hmm. for instance, if she gets injured or something, I would love to see her doing backstage interviews, a la Mm -hmm. Missy Hyatt back in the day, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. They 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 discuss uh they they do an Oreo taste testing of some new types of Oreos. Yes. Um we get Danhausen interacting with Hook, which is one that I think let's just jump to you, because this is one of your uh your picks this week as well.
1: Yeah. Dan, this is this uh, totally should have been on Dynamite or probably Rampage since it's Hook's show. Yeah, that's uh, right.
2: It kind of is.
1: Danhausen goes backstage and basically says, you know, there's this guy Hook and I hear he likes chips and he's very dangerous. So right. I'm going to make friends with him so that he can be on my side. And he just walks up to Hook, Hook's sitting there eating chips. He tosses him some Doritos. I was like, there, like feeds it to him like he's a puppy. Yeah. The puppy you're he is in t- toss,
2: Exactly. He tosses it on the table. Yeah. And then brings up the idea. Yeah. Why well, don't we do this, this every, every week? week. Yeah. Maybe we do and this every week. Hooks him so, seriously into that.
1: So Danhausen's basically the new guy in the prison yard. Yeah. Like trying to shore up an- alliances.
2: It's it's really fascinating because you have all the people coming to Danhausen to, to 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 kind of get the rub off the heat he has mm-hmm. right now, the popularity mm-hmm. he has. And then you have Danhausen out here trying to He's trying to acquire um, the twenty thousand dollar necklace off of uh, who was it? I can't remember exactly whose necklace it was, but he was oh, trying it was, to uh,
1: Scorpio, Skies. Scorpio Sky.
2: Scorpio Sky is trying to borrow twenty thousand dollars from Ethan Page and then from the bunny, who claimed right. she was going to get it for him. Mm-hmm. He's bringing, he's bribing Hook with chips. Which let me tell you, there, there is there was there was a deeper strategy here from Dan Housel, which I appreciated because <laughs> Hook was eating. Yeah. Plain lays. Right. Maybe the least interesting chip known to man. Right. Yeah. Danhausen comes in with Cool Ranch Doritos. Cool Ranch Doritos. It's on right. another level. Premium. As an extra, now, look, it's not a hot chip. Right. Hot chip is clearly the pinnacle, according yeah. to every high school and college girl I've ever known in my life. <laughs> right. But Cool Ranch is well on the way. It's yeah. well on the way. It's a next level chip. And I really hope we get more of this. And I love the idea. Danhausen's just. Just kind of a a supernatural con man, yeah. Trying to get trying to get the monies from just everyone, politic and, yeah, yeah, and politicking, and, and it's phenomenal.
1: And on Twitter, Which, he uh, he threatened to go to AEW shop and buy one of the eight hundred dollar replica belts and wear it every appearance on TV. Oh my just god! Just to stir chaos.
2: I would love that. That would be so great. I cannot look. He's clearly being held back due to his leg not being healed. I can't wait to see more of him. And mm-hmm. let's be clear. When it comes to superpowers in professional wrestling, every time he's cursed someone on AEW, yep. they've they've either lost or they've gotten completely wiped out by Orange yep. Cassidy or somebody in the best friends. Every it's time, true. don't mess with it. Look, Danhausen, Danhausen with Ethan Page. Is a really winning combo, especially because Ethan Page clearly enjoys Danhausen's character so much. Danhausen continually cracks him up, and the Ethan Page I see on Danhausen's mm-hmm, blogs mm-hmm. is a better Ethan Page than I've ever seen on AEW. Absolutely, ever. Yeah. Um. He's also like he and the bunny are phenomenal together. Mm-hmm. Uh. They were feeding Oreos to a a a cardboard cutout of MJF. Yep. Um. And the bunny also has. Although I think it's really because on on in character she's a heel in real life she's clearly a face yeah. she's clearly an adorable charming woman yes. yeah and I hope at some point we get to see that adorable charming woman on AEW done mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. absolutely
2: yeah the vlogs have really been picking up since stanhausen has been here everybody's <laughs> vlogs oh and of course I kind of wish this was video this week because uh, which video will be back soon. This has all been on me and uh, that I've got just too much going on to really get hard into the video right now. But, um, Thunder Rosa released a video yesterday, doppelgangers and booty in Puerto Rico, in which the cover photo is, is her admiring uh, another woman's booty who has a fine booty. And then I've got a friend, an AEW watching friend on, um, who of course, I've never met just a Twitter mm-hmm. friend mm-hmm. named Melissa, uh, Melissa X1125, um, who posted this 15 hours ago, so Sunday morning, uh, quote, Mommy, you know why I like why I really like Thunder Rosa, uh, Thunder Rosa's vlog? And she's like, Why, JJ? JJ is her six year old son. He goes, They show a lot of butts, <laughs> and that has blown up. Of course, everyone on Twitter is attacking her for having a child who's seen a butt. Um, But I just thought this is like Thunder Rosa knows her audience. She's going heavy yeah. into it. And even the six year olds and I understand mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa, her vlog addresses two topics, tacos and butts. And frankly, those are two things that are very relevant to my interests, Kevin. <laughs> and so I've got to keep talking about her vlog each and every week. Yep. And she leans into the exact interest that I that I currently possess. She will make many monies. She will make all the monies. Yeah which by the way we never the reason I was tuning into Thunder Rose's vlog this week was to see the taco vlog with Dan House and to see him dance in front of the Alamo it either did not happen or it's going to take her a little while to mm. edit it and get that together I'm mm-hmm. hoping that's the case I hope it happened
1: yeah yep
2: okay so we've gotten through that I think that's really there's nothing really extra from social media to talk about this week we're getting really close to 2 hours for a show that's supposed to last one hour to an hour fifteen. <laughs> Let's go through Revolution. I don't know if we have all the matches yet. I think we have most. Let's see. Yeah. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine was kind of the sweet spot back in the day. I remember that. Mm-hmm, so maybe mm-hmm. we get one more, but this might be it. Um again, main event hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole. I'm super mm-hmm. excited. I think we all know who's gonna win. But yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean we know what's going to happen.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. This one's good. This one's fascinating because it's not not only a rematch from a phenomenal match from last year that we all want to see. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, uh, we all want to see round two. We all want to see that second take. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't know who's going to win. It could it could be Thunder Rosa. I don't know, but I'd like a match where I don't know who's going to win. We've got yeah. a. Drax express versus red red dragon versus another team it feels like it's probably going to be the bucks is that who you see moving in here i I think it's got to be
1: i just can't imagine them doing a pay-per-view without the bucks in a match
2: exactly they have to have a match they have to and i don't think either of them is injured right now or i haven't heard anything about an injury on bte Mm -hmm. and generally when they have an injury they talk about it on BTV. Um, and Santana and Ortiz are probably going to be a little preoccupied with this Jericho-Kingston mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. but they're hot right now, and I feel like they should be on this pay-per-view in some yeah. official capacity. Um, Jade Cargo versus Ty Conte feels like it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I don't see Ty Conte winning. The, the, no. the build is strong with Jade. We need to keep that going. Um, next, we have the Face of the Revolution ladder match. We have currently have Keith Lee. Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Wardlow, Orange Cassidy. And I think we're going to have one more person in this match. And one I, or two. They I,
1: One or two. So I heard someone say they, they were thinking there were seven maybe in a past match, but I don't know.
2: That sounds right. And that's something that's easy to look up. You can do it on Wednesday we and Friday it. and have two. but Yeah. So, um, clearly, Team Taz has a little bit of an advantage here so far with mm-hmm. Starks and Hobbs. Keith Lee, I think. Keith there's too many people here the deal Keith Lee should be the star of this match yes Wardlow should be the star of this match mm-hmm. and Hobbs and Ricky Starks feel like they have to be stars of this match because they are the powerhouse mm-hmm. combo um so I think no matter what happens this match may be both really good and a little bit of a letdown because we all want to see Wardlow win we all want to see Keith Lee win and I, I would I really wouldn't mind seeing uh Will Hobbs or, or Ricky Starks win um and it's odd that Orange Cassidy is for a long time been one of my favorites. I have no interest in seeing him win yeah. in any way. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be really interesting.
1: Yeah. It's kind of the point where I'm not even sure why Orange Cassidy is in it uh, yeah. other than he's just at a certain level. You and know I what? Don't
2: want him to go too low. You know, the real reason I think Orange Cassidy's in this match because he doesn't want to climb. I think because we're going to see powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow and Keith Leaf toss him around like oh, a rag yeah. doll. Yeah. He's the perfect size and he's a big star. Yeah. So we're going to see a, a, a baby face star get manhandled <laughs> by monsters. I really think that's it. He's yeah. the right size for this match.
1: They'll probably, they'll probably see a spot where he starts to climb and then has to stop, take a break after like two steps.
2: I hope so. Cause he's I just really, too lazy. I really hope so. Oh my God. Now I, okay. Orange Cassidy, Gases out two steps up. Yep. Gets powerhouse Hobbs yeah. <laughs> does not grab Orange Cassidy. He grabs the whole damn ladder <laughs> and tosses the whole contraption out with orange on it. Right. That's the spot I'd like to see yeah. Um without hopefully any deaths. Uh, yes. CM, CM Punk versus MJF kind of feels like the star of the show. Yeah, it's not going to be the main, but it feels kind of like the main here. I
1: think it's yeah, it's the number one match on the show.
2: Speaking of non-main event main events, John Moxley, yeah. Brian Danielson. Mm. I really do. Brian Danielson is not the or John Moxley is not the guy I saw being the the cohort for Brian Danielson's like shooter squad, mm-hmm. but. Now that they've teased it, I, I really want it. I think that would be uh, really yeah. cool. I Don't love know what's going to happen.
1: Set up, yeah, I love they have it set up where they could go either way. Yeah, either way, they're going to have a great match, and then they could totally. That's the yeah. thing
2: on on the preview show is uh, I want to know if who people think is going to win and if they think this group is going to come together with these two because i feel like this group is going to come together mm-hmm. maybe not with these two mm-hmm. up up has strong feelings about this match right now <laughs> luckily she's only expressing them physically and not verbally um chris jericho eddie Kayson. yeah i'm as excited about that as anything else i am too
1: and the, then, those three matches right there those are the show to me that's that's the meat
2: yeah, yeah. this one all killer no filler ladies and gentlemen yep then Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Sting, which is a hell of a trio mm-hmm. versus Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy. Not quite as exciting a trio. Wow. She
1: feels like a pre-show match or something. It,
2: it really does. And, and maybe it'll turn out being a pre-show mm-hmm. match. But I like, I'm glad Darby and Sting are on this. It's a way to use Sammy Guevara, I guess, without having the title match. Mm-hmm. It's too early to I don't think they can de- debut Jeff Hardy. I think this is still like three or four days too early. I don't think yeah. he's available. Uh, oh, she got the water bottle. Here we go with more ASMR, um, which I think is a good reason to end the show right now um with to the dulcet tones of puppet up and her water bottle (laughs) yeah we're gonna do a full breakdown on this before i think it's gonna be live on youtube am Mm -hmm. i right about this kevin i believe that i believe that's the plan as of right now the like the hour before revolution i think i'll Mm -hmm. try and push them to go an hour and a half two hours before revolution Mm -hmm. because clearly we're two hour podcast type guys we're proving (laughs) that right now just so we much, can be completely exhausted yeah, by the end of the show. Much less having Paul Fontaine and Jeff Hawkins here. I think right. which is gonna be fantastic. Um I'm excited to talk about this because every match here, there's so there's so much depth mm-hmm. on the show. This is what I'm gonna push for, Kevin. Okay. I want winner predictions, mm-hmm. I want storyline predictions, but mm-hmm. I want to do something else that I've talked with you about in the past. I want people to predict the star ratings so that afterwards mm-hmm. we can go back compare them to Dave Meltzer's star ratings and see who came the closest. Cause we know when you lay out this show, you can't like everybody can't have five star matches. There's gotta right. be some quicker matches. And I want to see how well people are able to protect, to predict the pay-per-view uh, using star ratings. I think it'll mm. be a lot of fun. I'm down with it. All right. Well, I guess we're done for, uh, we're done with the boom for this week. We're an hour and 54 minutes in. I hope everybody enjoyed the episode. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash fightgamemedia, fightgamemedia.com on the larger interwebs. And I hope you'll all join us again next week, right here on The Boom.